Hello, 911. I'd like to report a guru for selling a wholesaling course. He, he, Zach, uh, what are you doing? I'm, Dude, I'm calling 911. You're calling 911 on the guru. Yes. Come on, dude. We got He's selling a course. Let's sell people out here, man. Fine. Hey, we can do put them all in jail. Yes. Okay. Fine. All right. Uh. <laughs> What's up, guys? It is Rick in here. Zach in here. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. I got to set them straight sometimes. Are we live? I think we're live. I think we're live. Are we live? That's embarrassing. Hopefully nobody saw that. No, no one saw that. Don't worry. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, what is up, guys? Zach in here and Rick Ginn, a.k.a. Dad. And in today's video, we are going to not call 911, but we are kind of be like 911 where we are just going to be paramedics today. And what we're going to do is we're going to be reviving dead leads. In today's video, we're going to break down mm. how to really follow up the, the correct way, but most importantly, how to revive those dead leads in your CRM, your Podio, actually how to turn, turning those dead leads into deals. And this isn't some cringy like creative financing, oh, it's a dead lead. I'm going to turn that into a, a subject to... This is wholesaling real estate, baby. Yeah. Like this is how you make money, and we're gonna talk about it all about today with the shark uh, in the background. We're, it's the Shark Tank. <laughs> I, I mean, only only the real wholesalers get out alive, and there's not many real wholesalers out there anymore on YouTube. So, um, welcome to Shark Tank. Let's get it going. So, <clears throat> when we talk about reviving leads, I, I want you guys to understand um, that there's two critical factors in every lead you get. One is just identifying your seller's motivation. Dude, so I'm getting tired. Oh, let's fire it I'm up. I'm getting a little You're tired. Afraid. Well, we've got the warm up. I'm getting a little tired. I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like okay, just we'll taking back. a nap. Should I, I mean, just go I, take a nap? I, I, I need I someone to pump me up. Somebody needs to pump me up. I am. I am the old grandpa here. Should we, should we, should we throw it up? Should we pump throw the people? Up. I think everyone's getting tired. They don't, they don't want to see me dancing. Uh, let's get it going. Go fire it up. Let's pump it up. Come on. Woo. Fuck out of bed, bitch. Go. Get up, get up, and then they got gold. Gotta wake up, gotta wake up, bitch. Get up. Get up, get up, get up. Okay. I'm pumped up. I'm there now. Let's go. Let's start pumping it up, guys. So, so we're talking about reviving wholesaling leads. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I said there, there's really just two basic elements of a lead that makes a great wholesaling deal. Number one, we talked about qualifying. You know, you, we want to deal with motivated sellers, someone that needs to sell, not somebody that wants to sell, needs to sell. You got to go through your basic qualifying questions. If you guys don't know how to do it, go to freewholesaling.com. We teach the whole thing there for free. Um, 
So you qualify. So someone's got a distressed house. They need to sell it. That's only half the equation. It's like, yeah, that's a given. The other part is, it is timing. I can tell you on average, 75, 70 to 75% of your leads, when you contact them, even when you qualify them, they're not quite ready to sell. Would you say that's the, uh, the given? Yes. Most okay. of them are going to be from a follow-up, so obviously. It is human nature to be frustrated. Like I, I spent all this money. I did this marketing. I found them and they're not ready to sell. Yeah. Well, welcome to wholesaling. This is how it works, yeah. guys. Your ability to be able to follow up with people that just aren't quite ready to sell, but the house is ready to sell or they're ready, they're motivated. This is what makes the difference between a really good wholesaler and just someone that's going to get in and out of this business yep. in six months. Most of your deals will come from follow up on people that just were not quite ready. So let me give you an example. I call Zach's got a beat up house. I got it. Well, I got a, you know, I, we got it from a state. I need to work some stuff out with my sisters. I'm going to walk through my probate spiel, hmm. but at the end, he's just not ready to sell. So what do we do? Give, we up. give up, right? <laughs> okay, guys, this is where we talk about bringing in a CRM. And I'm talking about, I don't care if it's your yellow pad. In the old days, I used to use a tickler file. If I called them on the first, they told me to call them back two weeks. I'd pull that file and put it on the 15th. Now they have this new thing called a computer. I know. But so if you have a CRM, your follow-up is, I don't care if it's two weeks, two months. I've waited four years to get a really good deal before. Oh, yeah. What's the big deal, guys? You're just planning a seat down the road. You have to not only qualify them, you have to find the, the right place to intersect your client when they're mm. ready to sell. The only way to do that, how do you do it? You have to stay in their face some way, yes. somehow. So what we're going to do is spend a little bit of time with you trying to find the best way to get in their face. I'm telling you guys, don't get pissed, frustrated when they're not ready to sell. It's okay. It's going to happen. Um, the old school tactics where we tried to bully people on the selling because we want to buy it now, you're just, you're cutting down your customer base. Yeah. So understanding some people just aren't ready. You got to stay in their, uh, in their, in their face. So we're going to brainstorm a bunch of ideas so you can connect with people. And by the way, you can't just keep running people over left and right. If you can use birthdays, if you can just use friendly reminders and, and stuff like that, it's much more authentic and it will help you with your report building skills. With it. it can't be like, okay, you told me to call you in 30 days. Zach, are you ready to sell? You need somebody in the house. I need a house right now. Oh, we all want to say that, but that's not you. You actually, this is part of your rapport building and it continues on. So the amount of people that I have to follow up on minimum is 70 to 75%. So if you had a hundred leads guides, 70, 75% are going to push you back on a timing issue. It's up to you to use your CRM, whatever system you're going to do to stay in their face and follow up the greasy wheel. How does it go? The greasy wheel gets the, what the really? squeaky wheel gets the grease. What? I don't know. I've never heard about that. If you don't do it, I'm telling you, some wholesaler will randomly send them a postcard yeah. and they hit them at the right time. And you just spent six months nurturing that lead, but you stopped connecting with them the last two months. You just threw away probably $25,000. No, okay. You, you brought up a really good point. And this is something not 
outside of our channel it's just never talked about and i, I say this for everything because no one i mean it's in the little courses everyone does but no one really talks about it but i i want to i don't want to get on a tangent here but i think this is really important just to bring up for everyone here is most of our deals i mean they're from follow-ups but a lot of the deals we get with sms cold calling uh, direct mail it's literally just sending like for the offer postcard.com what we do with mailingmastery.com but when we send mail out and we get the deal it's usually it's not because the mail was like we got the cool ad copy but it's not that because we're super really good at sales on it but we just hit the mail at the right time for the right seller we hit we give them a piece of mail at the moment that they're like you know what i'm selling it comes down to perfect timing so I think it's really important to know that about dead leads is it's there's a I, there's a timeline I would say when, when it comes to a really good wholesaling deal. Maybe you hit them a little too early where they're thinking about selling but they want to sell. So let's say let's use a year as a context, okay? Mm-hmm. January first to December thirty first, it's like a lottery. We know there's going to be a deal that from that person. Let's say April first is the day they want to sell the property. They'll do it for a discount. And they say, eh, possibly they're looking to sell in January, right? Yeah. What should I do? If I follow up with this person every couple of weeks, eventually I'm going to hit April 1st and they're going to sell, get the deal. But let's say I want to do it every single month. And let's say I call them January 15th, mm-hmm. February 15th, March 15th, and then April 15th. Oh, shoot. I call them April 15th too late, right? Most sellers have a certain window where it's like, you know what? I got to sell. And they'll literally, whoever talks to them, they will just get, they'll just sign it right there. And that's why it's really important with your leads that you're following up on an aggressive timeline. Right. You, you have to, but yeah. you, you got to understand the days of just badgering people and like making them do a deal with you. We get a lot of deals from people who do that in our current marketplace. They're like, just they go, listen, at some point you do have to give people some space. Yeah. Um, I'm always asking the right questions. I'm framing the conversation, but some some people just need time. You got to understand, selling a house. Would you say that's usually people's biggest, one of their biggest commitments? Definitely financial. Maybe outside of marriage or having kids. Yeah, it's a huge decision, and it's overwhelming to people. And like so many, like when you get a lead, like you you're there. Stick with it. Hang it out. I'm telling you right now. I want to. Let's just go through some quick cheat sheets on the best way to stay in contact, to stay in face. So how to revive the leads. Yeah. So they've, they've popped up in my you bring your stethoscope. We got to revive these leads. I should, I need the, uh, the, uh, what they the fibrillator. Them? I don't know, man. Just clear that hard. So I will tell you an amazing thing. And I, I've worked with a lot of wholesalers all yeah. over the country. Um, and you guys, if you have a buddy system or you're working with someone and you trust them, that's the key here Yeah, is, have them access your old leads and have them go through as your partner. Trusted. and Trusted. Trusted. And watch what happens. It is unbelievable when somebody else look at your leads because like- Well, hey, they I, look at it from a different perspective. I got a fresh opportunity here and just a change of voice, a change of direction. And we've done this in our own database. We just go in the old leads and just start, just we just hammer through. Well, why does that work? It's two things. And you know, it's the one reason why you give your dead leads to just another person, why that person does really well with them? Mindset. Yeah. The other person has a mindset, this is a fresh lead versus you with a mindset, it's a dead lead. Exactly. You Completely different conversation. 
everything's completely different. But here's the difference. You pay the same amount for a dead lead as you do a live lead. Oh yeah. So if your live leads turn to dead, you guys who do not go through them and dig through them, you're, you're, you're giving away so much money. So what happens is the typical wholesaler starts out month one, exciting, new. I got kicked in the belly a few times to say it lightly. And then the problem is you're going from zero to a hundred miles an hour. What, yeah. What happens after month three and month six? What? You have thousands of dead yeah. leads. And so many of you guys just ignore them. I'm telling you, the dead leads are powerful. You have already paid for them. So get going. And they've already shown some signs. It's just a timing issue. Yeah. And as markets change, um, as time goes on, people change their mind. Now, in a perfect world, hey, Rick, I'm ready to uh, I'm ready to sell my house. That's awesome. How often does that happen? Not much. It doesn't, guys. And I'm just telling you. A lot of times we are really good with our SMS, our cold calling. We hit somebody at the right time at the right manner. But if you get someone SMS, cold calling, direct mail, whatever, they're like, they're qualified, but they're not ready to sell. That's the mm. leads we're talking about. Yeah. So what, what's your, what is what's your best strategy to contact someone? Say you've ignored them for six months and yeah. then you're dead. Leads. I got some good ones, but just before I share my ad copy, because we got some good ones. Okay. I'm going to be a little bit of a jerk. I will. I have bit, a my, little bit. I have my top three ones. I have like super ninja one, not what people know. I have my top three super ninja tips to revive a dead dead lead, and really, actually, you know, I'll give my top three on ghosted leads. They're different than dead leads. These are ghosted leads. Well, define what a ghosted lead is. Because they will, the they will not talk to you at all. You'll you you they will you'll call them. They were hot. This word ghost come out because it's that was young never. Kids. It's the that, young kids. I, I was like, what are you going to a haunted house? It's, I used to say, we used to call them MIAs. It's it's from Snapchat probably, but it's from the young kids. Showing the age there. MIA. It's not World War II. We're not talking about MIA. Okay? Ghost. I'm like, what, what is that? What was um, that movie with ghosts? What was that? Uh, was it ghost? I don't even know. What's her name? I don't know. It was a. It was a I, I, oh my god! Now you okay? Okay. Somebody, but, will, somebody will tell me on the screen. What I'm going to do is I'm going to get my top three. <laughs> Patrick Swayze. That's oh it. My gosh. Demi Moore. Oh my. Okay. Uh, guys, before I break it down, um, you guys do me a favor. I see how many people are watching, and I see the amount of likes on the video. I need to at least double the likes um, on all the channels. Well, you got to give that out. a like. Like the video. Okay. Smash the like button and subscribe. Like this video and then comment below. Okay, I'm going to look at the comments here. I need about 15 comments of where everyone is from. I'll give the top three out. I need 15 where your market is because I need, I, I think there's somebody watching this right now, right now that has some deal, let's say in like Detroit or Michigan, in Detroit that they need dispoed. And if they actually put, hey, I'm in Detroit in the comments, someone's going to network with them. Yeah. And they're like, are you in Detroit? I got cash buyers in Detroit. I need 15 in the comments. Um, once I get that, once I get all the likes up, the reason why I do it is because I want more people to watch this, so we can oh, we got a heart too. So we can beat these uh, gurus out. The reason why is because every time I tell someone to like the video, we'll go from like forty people watching to like one hundred and twenty in like five minutes because the algorithm likes it when we like it. So like the video, guys. I'm telling you, I can look at the stats right here. You see how it's rising right now? Like everyone's watching because I'm telling everyone to like it. So I don't even know where to look for that. Stuff. I know, but. All I know is there's a camera and that's all I've like figured out so far. Oh my gosh. All right. So um, let's answer some questions while we're getting everyone <laughs> to like it. Guys, we're going to break down exactly how to revive these leads and we're going to get it going. So, hey, Zach, just uh, how can I pull the best leads off PropStream? 
uh, freehostling.com uh, basically has everything on there. So just go yeah, to freehostling.com. Yeah. I'll save you a half hour. Um, just sent my first batch of ROS. That's Sweet. awesome. ROS is the uh, mail piece we use, guys. If you want to make 100K in direct mail, I'm just telling you right now, mailingmastery.com. Go there. You don't have to. But you don't if, have if, to. If you like that. I use it a lot. If, if you're a direct mail guy or gal, and you're looking to make 100K per month in wholesaling, get, this is all free. Uh, yeah. This is for people who actually want to make 100. Like Some people don't want to make 100, and that's okay. They're trying to make Wait their first minute. 100. Who doesn't want to make 100K? People trying to make 100 first. Okay. Okay. You got. You got. You got to. Um, no, you got to walk before you run. So, for the people making some money, they want to get in direct mail. Mailingmastery.com is on yeah, there. It's not required, but it's. Uh, no, I'm just letting you know for everyone. Add it to your arsenal as needed. I just saw it. Zach's going gangster with the Wu Tang shirt. Wu-Tang. I appreciate that. Is Wu Tang a music group? It's a Wu Tang. Okay, you know what? I'm not even giving it to <laughs> you because you were in your 20s in the 19 in I the know, 90s. I remember that, but I Wu Tang Clan. I don't know if it was a sushi roll I ordered or that you were, you were in your twenties in the nineties, right? That was a long, that, I don't, Wu-Tang Clan I don't the remember 90s. my nineties for full disclosure. So I don't even like, you can't even give it to me. I got married they're in my nineties. I got married in my nineties. So yeah. I must've done something right to get to you. I'm telling you, Riz is basically almost the okay. same age as you. So okay. they're, well, they're, okay. they're the same well, as you. Listen. I'm telling you, Wu-Tang. I've been listening too much Justin Bieber lately. Oh, my gosh. All right. So let's get some questions going. I'm already pumped. I like Justin. Happy birthday, Tila. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tila. Boy, she's uh, in the right place. As I lay in bed That's and watch amazing. this, amazing. She go. watches on her birthday. I know. It's crazy. I love it. I wrote down some questions to ask you guys relating to literally five minutes before you guys relating to this. I'm telling you, we can read minds. I'm telling you. We're mind readers. Um, I'll give you the uh, Wu Tang. See, his name's Wu Tang. See, he's got it in his handle. That's pretty okay. And that's uh, now. Now I'm gonna have to go download a bunch of Wu Tang after this. Let's do it. That's uh, Dave Chappelle. I probably got um, jiggy with it back then on it, right? Dude, no, he, he's not jiggy. It's not Will Smith. It's completely different. <laughs> Will Smith. So what is it? It's a rap group. It's rap. It's I like rap Be- group. I like Beastie Boys. Oh my gosh! They, Are they before or after Beastie Boys? They're after. They're after. Okay, but they're from New York, so kind of cool. Um. Where's it going out here? I'm trying to see this. So, um, yeah, we're reading minds. We're getting it going, guys. I'm pretty pumped up for this one, guys. So any questions you have, let me know. Got someone from Chicago up there. Uh, Chicago, great market, guys. Okay, everyone's putting it. Thank you so much. You guys are amazing. Thank you, guys. Minneapolis. All right, we're, we Maryland. got it. New Haven, Maryland, Minneapolis. Juan Arrow's always on. Shout out to Juan Arrow. King County, Minnesota. Juan's absolutely killing it out here. Um, King so, County. Uh, Let's get it going. Last couple of questions. We'll get it going. Hey, Zach, uh, Zach and Rick, I was wondering if you guys would talk about common reasons the wholesaling deal will fall through as in after you get the contract. What are some of your thoughts that could go wrong? Uh, I actually I, recorded I, a video about this. Yeah, well, I'll give you the number one. So many times when we enter into these contracts, we get so excited, we get it. And then, you, you know, you take your 30 days, whatever, to find a buyer. And a lot of you forget to maintain contact um, with the seller. I'm telling you, Wholesaling is quick and it's fast, usually a couple of weeks. But if you wait to contact your seller at like week three and they don't contact yeah. you, bad things can happen. Um, it's happened to me. Um, I, at one point I was juggling I, when I used to juggle too many contracts for one person when I did this uh, all by myself, pre-Zach times. Um, bad things happen. You say a lot of times we don't communicate and then that's if you let one. three weeks go by, you create a lot of un- well, uh, certainty. We well, you know why out. it 
the reason why deals fall apart when you don't contact them is not because you know something magical happens. What truly happens is um, the seller loses confidence in you. Yeah. So it, all, it doesn't even come down to even talking. It's about the seller's confidence in you being able to buy the property. And if you're someone like me who's 22, the confidence is already a little more shakier. I'm just going to be honest. Statistically, 22-year-olds can't buy houses. I can. I'm part yeah. of the 1% that can at 22 just randomly buy multiple houses at a time for all cash. But statistically, I get it. You know, The confidence is a little shaky. That's why sometimes when we're going to appointments, we have to show our HUDs, proof of funds. Hey, I bought four houses literally in the zip code last month, and I can show it. Yeah. Um, that helps with the confidence. But you have to get a hold of these sellers. Make them feel comfortable. I think the number one thing you can do, you don't even have to be following up like crazy to make them comfortable, is have your title company reach out to the seller yeah, the day you get the contract yeah. and have them follow up like every week. Even if it's just like, Hey, we're just seeing if you have any questions about title. It's a five minute like one. I agree. When so oh. when you sign a contract and nobody calls them for two weeks, bad yep. things happen. Yeah. And the seller time. won't tell you. They will not tell you that they they're uncomfortable. And then so and then keep in mind, as soon as they get a little doubt, they start talking to friends. Their friends are realtor. Oh, you don't want to do that. Those wholesalers are scammers. They're gonna they're gonna just steal your deed. And then all this animosity builds up. And I will tell you, if you get a seller that completely freaks out, go meet them in person if possible. Do not try to negotiate on the phone because yeah. it usually goes bad. So basic communication is probably rule number one. Yeah. You just, you got to have communication. It's, I, I tell you horror stories. I've been guilty of this. It's the worst one when you stop communicating or <clears throat> say you have to keep in extending. Maybe they have a tenant in there or they need time to move out keep in touch we have deals we've worked on what six nine months waiting for oh, people yeah. to move out and especially um as of recently with all the pandemic stuff so just keep in touch with it. it's a pain in the butt the column and stuff like that but it really um it makes a difference if that's my one tip you got any others on that well i mean i think you remember um two years ago basically i remember that deal i got that you you thought i was nuts this is pre-covid <laughs> nuts I went, I went to a person's house. I went to this dude's house seven times. I went to the guy's house basically a, every single day for a week straight to get a deal. And it took that much handholding and like just conversation to get the deal done. Yeah. And we got the deal done. But it took a, a visit every single day for a year straight. Not, not a year straight, a week straight. But <laughs> it was insane how that happened. Um <laughs> but guys, I, I can tell you right now it's good. So I just checked the likes and <coughs> hey, is this tripled. in live? Yeah, we're live. How do we know it's live? Oh shoot, I forgot. So <clears throat> uh we're I think we we're talking this before the live is a lot of uh YouTubers for wholesaling <coughs> has swallowed it wrong way. It's all right. You got coffee right there. Um it's too hot. Oh my gosh. Uh, a lot of YouTubers are going live now, and this is a new pandemic in, in, in just real estate wholesaling industry in general. It's a YouTube pandemic, right? It's a YouTube pandemic. They are going live, live, and they're not live. Like they won't answer questions. They're just they literally have a pre done. They've actually they do they've done the live and they'll re upload the live and do it. Li they, they just say it's live, but it's yeah. not live. Um, guys, currently it's five twenty seven p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Here's my phone. You can see the, the time really quick. I, the ISO is too low on this, but actually, no, I can do this really quick. Watch. I'll start to do this now. Um, New York official time. Watch this. 
This is how I flex on all the people that actually don't go live. Can they uh, can they see it? Yeah, I will share my screen. I'm gonna share my screen real quick. I'm gonna do this every single time now, just so you can do this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Look at that. Oh oh snap. Oh yeah. I didn't even know this is a thing. It, it's crazy. So what happens is a lot of people will put live. And I used to see it it'd be in the upper left-hand corner, and I click that thumbnail. I go, "Well, it's live. I I, I got to tune in." No, and then to find out they've pre-done it all way ahead me. of time. Just look at me flexing on all the uh, gurus out here. Just just screen, uh, just sharing my screen of a live time. I no one else will do that. <laughs> Demand live verification. I'm telling you, it's crazy. And then I think remember one this uh, podcaster guy. He he had his podcast, and then on his Instagram uh, story, he's like. I'm in, um, I'm on the beach and I'm like, I thought you're supposed to be in the, I thought you're supposed to, uh, be doing it. He, they literally did a story at like four o'clock and his live was at like six and he was not even in the same state as his live was. I didn't even know this. They're they're faking the lives. It's getting ridiculous and it's, it's ruining engagement with the audience and they're learning less and I, I hate it. I, that's why I go Listen, live. If you're live, you're live. Great. If you wanted to record a segment, there's no problem with that. No, just record it I though. Just don't pass or record it off as live. No. Do they think they're getting more credit for it or it, it it's going live takes a lot more effort than recording a video. It's like if you're gonna go to a concert, you see it live. It's like lip syncing. They drop the yeah, it's lip syncing the screen. I'm like, it's annoying. wait a minute, wait a minute. I could have downloaded this in my own home. That's like that's ridiculous right you know i look for it all the time now because i fell for it too and uh, i don't looking at the thumbnail saying why do you think i have to teach everyone this watching me watching this is request verification dirty i'm telling you live verification okay um all right so i just looked at it what what i'm saying right now is i looked and it is live and we tripled the likes so i will man of my word i will share the top three secrets right now so when a seller ghosts you. And this is part of reviving a dead lead because I would say the definition of a dead lead is just, there's two, a lead that doesn't talk to you anymore or a lead that just, they don't want to sell the property, right? It just, it's dead. It's not a good deal at all. Mm -hmm. One way is when they're ghosting you. Don't roll your eyes. Ghost. Okay. I Uh, just want to start singing the uh, ghost song. I'm, I'm going to lock you in a room. (laughs) I'm locking you in a room. Everybody, what's the name of the movie? Like someone's got to have it here. I'm going to lock you in a room and you're going to be reading urban dictionary for four hours straight and you're going to learn it. There's a definition. There's a website that shows you all the slang that the kids are using and you're going to learn it. Okay. Okay. Well, uh, so, uh, it's a joke, but, um, so here are the top three. If you're getting ghosted from your sellers, number one, don't call Ghostbusters. No. Uh, number one, this is going to be the easiest one to do. <laughs> is let's say a seller's not talking to you and you're calling, you're calling, you're calling. Let's say you leave a text, you leave a voicemail, no one's talking to you. This is probably the cheapest trick in the book. Just go to Google Voice. See, cheap trick. I remember that group. It's, oh my gosh. Go to uh, Google Voice. Okay. Go to Google Voice, get a free phone number, same area code, and just call them from that number. I can almost guarantee you they will, they will pick up instantly. They definitely do. And then you'd be like, well, this is Zach. And they're like, oh, oh. hi, Zach. I've been meaning to call you. Yeah. yeah I called it, you 17 times. No yeah. Answer. So that's number one. That usually will get it. And so you don't start. What's the one where you block your number? Star six, seven. That doesn't help you at star all. Star right? 67 looks 
suspicious. Looks, looks sketchy. It does look sketchy. So okay. I would not do that. Number two here. This is when we get a little more funky. Okay. Now we could go to their door. That's a lot. I know it, it could be risky. We go to their door, knock on the door, and just see if they're there. You got nothing no. to lose at this point. If they don't do that, or you don't want to knock on someone's door, you don't have to. Mm. Leave a sticky note. Don't say your name. Say your partner's name or maybe your wife or spouse's name. Hey, this is um, put, hey, this is Sarah. Give me a call back whenever you can. And put a phone number that's not with the Google Voice number okay. that they're not answering. 95% chance you get a call back, right? Mm-hmm. And then what's that 1% chance you don't get a contact back? What you're going to do is use not you. So what what exactly I would do? So if I'm Zach Ginn, I can't get that lead done. Yeah, I would have you. I'd be going your uh, Facebook, and you would uh, Facebook message that person. And uh, I'm telling you that they'll do very well. Um, so that was my top three tips if you're being ghosted. I'm just not really. Not much outside of that you can really do. Like you can't force someone to answer the phone, but and, and texting doesn't really go far when you're trying to chase them. They'll down t- they'll, they'll read it. They just want to answer it. They yeah. just want to answer it. Yeah. So the problem is you're revealing your cards, and they're not going to give you um, their cards, so it doesn't help you out. So the uh, the Facebook Messenger thing it's a little bit shocking. Like oh, it yeah. it like so unless somebody set their settings correctly, ninety um, percent of the time it gets through. Yeah. So um, you know as us older people are on Facebook, you know, so it's uh, actually it's, it's the best way to really track them down, in my opinion. Um, I'm telling you, different phone number. It's like everything, man. Like people love their caller ID. And but here's what I've always found with that. People have this intrigue. You ever notice when someone calls you and you don't recognize the phone number? A big party is like, let's figure out who it drives them nuts. Yeah. if They don't know who it is. So some sometimes they try to Google it real quick while you do it, but I'm just telling yes. you. But some people will absolutely refuse to answer if it's not on their contacts. It's, Older people. It's, it's either way. Yeah. It just depends. But so you got to figure it out. But I honestly think it, those are the best ways. So what are the other ways to revive a dead lead versus not the ghosting ones? Just leads that they don't want to sell for a <laughs> discount. They want too much or it's too little. I mean, I've. I think it's all about timing with dead leads. And the reason why we came up with this, I know some people are saying, oh yeah, this I have the exact questions about this. Uh, there's actually a, not a prominent guru coach type guy, but on a very popular guru collective. That's all I can say. I call it a guru collect, a collective of gurus who make their own guru company. Okay. And the mm-hmm. owner of that has their own wholesaling course for, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and they call it i don't know um they call it wholesaling revive and they make it a course okay they literally sell for like four grand a course on how to revive dead leads and i saw that the other day and i was like four grand to teach you how to revive dead leads it's it's not we're gonna sit your we're gonna sit our butts in a chair and just, it's literally, we can knock it out in an hour or two, right? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's a joke to sell a four grand thousand dollar course, how to revive dead leads. So I'll give you one little thing I used to, uh, and now I've done this with probates and it's worked with massive success, but I'm going to warn you, you've got to be, you've got to uh, be calculated bad. and do this. Yeah. So sometimes I would have someone, wait, uh, didn't they pay 5,000 for this information? Don't, aren't they in the, don't they have to pay 5,000 to learn this? paying with their time. They're smart people. 
You're really going to yeah, tell eventually me? you all figure it out. <laughs> like paying people five grand for wholesaling is you're, you're just, you're giving your money away and you're going to find out the people teaching your wholesaling. A lot of them aren't even doing it anymore Fine. because they're flipping. Students. Give it for free. We won't try But them. anyways, um, so on like a probate, a lot of times um, you have a docket and you can see the court hearings. I had a deal was going very well. It's not uncommon for the attorney to tell them to stop communicating with them, even though you have yes. a signed contract. Yes. And all of a sudden you're like, man, I, it was going so good. When it goes ice cold, it's usually the attorney running the direction. Now, we recently did a deal like this. I did it, but I did it. So I had one um, where I, uh, they were ghosting me. Uh, two months goes by. It was a monster deal. And I saw they had a hearing for an probate. Now, this isn't for the faint of heart. Now, I will tell you, I strongly suggest you do not show up in the actual courtroom hearing because you're going to stick out. You're going to stick out just like a, you're going to look blatantly, obviously. So most probates, the only people who ever show up are family members yeah, or like freaks that like to watch court cases. Most of them gravitate towards the criminal. By the way, if you ever get bored, you can just go to the courthouse. Oh my gosh, that's fun. It's like reality TV. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm thinking, okay, how do I do this? I can't walk in the courtroom because there's only, there's the judge, the attorneys, uh, maybe like the PR and usually nobody else. So I waited out in the hallway and when they got on the elevator, when they were coming out of the court case, I conveniently loaded on the elevator. And as it's going up with the attorney client, I go, and guess what? They go, Rick? Oh my God. Oh what, my what a coincidence running into you here. What's going on? I haven't heard from you. Why? Well, I, I was actually going to call you today. They always say I was going to call you. My attorney told me I can't call you till I get an official hearing. I go, well, that's not true. Let, you want to sit down and right there in 20 minutes, we sat down, ironed out the agreement and I bought the house 10 days later. And if I didn't go to the courthouse, I would have never got it. Now it doesn't work every time. This happens, um, foreclosures, yeah. evictions guys, when there's a court appointment, you know, exact, it's like having a Jeep. It's like having one of, one of those ankle monitors on you. Not that I've ever had one, you know, exactly where they're going to be. Well, you know, you know exactly who invented that, right? You did not invent that. The ankle monitor. No, no. <laughs> um, that strategy, you can't coin it. George Costanza did it very well. If you guys ever watched Seinfeld, um, where they, uh, Jerry had the dinner with the uh, woman and he learned um, she was at like Harmer Harmer Haft and Taft, like the, um, like the log. So he stood outside the elevator with George waiting yeah, for her yeah, to yeah. come through during lunch. And they're like, where are you going to see? And like uh, art Vandalay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you do? Importer. And I export. Import, yeah, I export. So like, it just, that's what they did. They, no, they literally stood for the elevator, wait for the dream woman to come through during lunch. I see. Oh, what, hey, what listen. a coincidence. If you're not willing to go that far, yeah. guys, like this is a different business. Like this is, yeah. it takes some extreme stuff. I'm, and you know what? I rather confront them in like a courtroom setting than like, honestly, even like, I, I'm not opposed to door knocking, but honestly, you can get resolution right there. And what's the worst case scenario? They say, we're not selling you the house. We moved on. My attorney advised me otherwise. Then I figure out what strategy to kind of go from there. So it's uh, any type of court action you have and they ghost you. Look at the docket. If it's a uh, foreclosure, eviction, um, do not go to the divorce hearings. You, you're literally going to waste your time there because it, they don't get solved very quickly. But um, probate, all the time I get people go MIA. And it's always the lawyer advising them. And uh, it's interesting. Or 
if they've completely ghosted me, I will backdoor and reach out to the attorney True. and I will go from a, Hey, I have a legally binding contract here. We need to talk. True. Guys, so. if you want tips on that, I just looked it up. It's Seinfeld. It's since everyone it's on Netflix now. Seinfeld, uh, season one, episode two. Oh, just for everyone who wants to I see I thought you were going with the girl with like the man hands when she's- No, no. Like, They're outside the elevator, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've been on a tear watching all Seinfeld and Netflix. But I, I can tell you that that is one way to do it. I mean, the dead leads, that's a big one. I think the most obvious one, no one, I, I mean, everyone talks about, but it's not really a big one, but it's just- getting in front of sellers and just i i almost we used to we used to do this a lot and now we're just doing a lot more is when we're like hey let's pump up the money we're making this month or something yeah you don't have to for most wholesaling operations you don't have to go out there and spend an extra five grand in direct mail all you really got to do is just go all of your leads yeah. i remember we did we did a nice we every i mean every year we do a nice clearing house every month we do it now yeah. we'll go through like four thousand leads We'll we'll have our whole team call every single and one. make a contest out of it. Like, and we'll get revive? like we'll get like four or five deals out of it. And if you don't do it, if your buddy's doing the same business to you, and they only like you know, listen, most wholesalers like to take the stuff that just comes and drops in their lap. Most people don't have four thousand leads it. on their podio that's dead. They I got know. like a hundred. But even if you got a hundred, like ask your buddy if they don't want to call the leads, just tell them you'll cut them in. Give them 10, 20%. If you close a deal, they're like, well, I'm making nothing out of it anyways. I'm telling you, those leads, they're qualified. It's just a timing matter. And hopefully you catch them um, before they sell. And give yourself a reward um, or do it when you're like, have to do something. So for example, let's say you go for like a walk on Sunday or Saturday mornings, right? You got to walk. You got to do a two mile run. Okay. Is that a walk or a run? Let's say you do a two mile run on Saturdays. What's okay. The pace? That's where I'm coming at. Okay. So let's say, hey, you're a person, you do a two mile run every Saturday or something, right? Why don't one one month you walk the two miles, but when you're walking to the two miles, you're just making uh, dead lead calls. And That's I it. mean, you're going to do a slower pace, but you're walking and you're mm -hmm. doing it. I used to do this all the time um, when I just didn't want to do a follow up or something and I, and I had to go work out. I would just walk the two, like two or three miles and just call like leads. And it's just, it's the best of both worlds. You save time and you're not wasting into your actual wholesaling real estate time. You're just doing it during time you'd work out or do something leisurely. So you're not one of those guys that has the stand up desk with the treadmill going while you're on the phone. That's so painful. <laughs> people, people used to go live in wholesaling. Not anymore, but they used to do it from like a treadmill. I'm like, oh guys, that's listen, if you're going to work out that go, if you can't take an hour to exert your body, like if you think you're going to do it while you're working, it, Never mind. I know. I it comes down it. to the business model because I know a lot of calories you're really going to burn walking on a treadmill. It's true. I I'm telling you. But okay, I can tell you that's really a big part of reviving a dead lead is just calling. It's not. Big... It's not sexy. You just gotta. You gotta meticulously keep in their face until what? What's the uh, whole Wolf of Wall Street? Till he buys or dies. There you go. Buys or dies. But here's another thing too. <laughs> I, I want to talk about because I've done this a lot. Uh, we even do it now or even with our acquisitions people as I remember like like four or five months ago sometimes I think you know this better than anyone you just have an initial call with the seller and it just doesn't go well I just it does not go right. well at all and that seller just hates that person and it's a good deal though it just I don't it's not even a it's a bad sit it yeah. just it doesn't click but what we do is our acquisition like Zach this person just was so difficult with me those are my favorites and guess what 
I'll just call them myself yeah. and I'll be completely different like type and they'll love me and I'll go get the deal, pay the acquisitions person, obviously. Yeah. But it's just, it don't, isn't, you see that like yeah, once. So another little trick I, I've used and uh, my wife will kill you for telling this. When I just can't connect with someone or maybe it's a female, send in a female to connect with a female game changer. Like, <laughs> Hey, uh, you you know, I thought your, uh, I thought your husband's, uh, I thought he was difficult. She goes, yeah, yeah, I know he's so difficult. I just, I don't even know how I put up with him. She's like, I feel you sister. And then the whole conversation goes nine times out of 10. It's just getting past that initial wall. So if you have somewhere it doesn't connect or like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, if you can go to the opposite sex to make a phone call, it completely throws them off. I agree. And it's just like, hey, you know, I, I think uh, John calls you. Sometimes you know how men can be type of deal, and you can do that. I can't tell you how many deals I've saved that. I have no shame in it. Often, sometimes when um, when I was doing this myself for a long time, if I had a female seller, I would uh, recruit my wife to go with me just to try to. Uh, now, I didn't always. She wasn't always crazy about it, but it's guys. I'm gonna tell you, man. You guys are going to hate me for this comment. Like I probably should duck under the table. Women have a way of getting their point across much more efficient than men. It's just the truth. Oh yeah. I have a daughter. <laughs> I have a wife. I, I have, I have two sisters. I'm just telling you, you guys are better at delivering it. And so don't be, don't let, remember I always say, lose your ego, like get your ego out of the way and just get the deal. Well, done. We have a lot of issues with a lot of acquisitions like men is Sometimes they try to get to the point too fast and it's good for like efficiency. Like yeah. we're flipping a house point, point, point. Like we get to the point, boom, 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 yeah. boom. Right. When you're talking to a seller, like a lot of men, sometimes they try to get to the point. What price do you want? Like it, it's not a, Hey, how are you doing today? Nice. It's just, it's the little things like that, that will change you getting the deal or not. You know, it's, it's not a male or female thing, but it's just the way you approach the conversation. I just see a lot of acquisitions people just do that. They don't do well. Yeah. So guys, if you have acquisitions people out there or somebody, you're, um, make sure their calls are recorded so yeah. you can just check up on it. And you'll figure out if they're uh, cutting to the chase. Yeah. And and you cut to the chase, it's going to cost you a fortune in your business. I agree. And going through your dead leads will tell you how efficient you're doing acquisitions while well, all of a sudden... So here's the truth of the matter. Most people in acquisitions, when it gets outside the principal owners, yeah, they start to just what we call grab the low hanging fruit, meaning yeah. give me the easy stuff. I don't want to work too hard. Yeah. And you, you are going to get killed if you let them do that. So that's why guys, I did it myself for seven years. It wasn't that bad. Like everyone, no. Oh God, it's, it's really not that bad. Like I, I actually, I'm only sick guys. I enjoyed it different world back then but i didn't have the information I, everything was yeah. trial by error i agree so. i just i think when it comes to reviving your leads here it's just it comes down to confidence so you don't make sure the leads dead a lot of leads become dead with confidence and sometimes so what do you call a dead lead i think we've kind of gone over this a little bit it's just they won't talk, contact you or they say they want too much for the house and I think that's kind of the next thing we want to talk about here is if they want too much for the house how do you go approach that? Because there's multiple ways to do it. And I want to do a very quick disclaimer. And you've seen this through wholesaling groups and everything out there. Oh, you know, um, 
I will buy your dead leads from you. And you know, you got dead leads. Hit me up or we'll, um, they won't buy them. They'll offer we'll, we'll a, create partner. We'll create a squad together and we'll, uh, go together and we'll team up together, bro. And they just want you to give, here's all my dead leads. And then they're going to go try to just like shove creative financing down their throat. And it's not, a, I, well, I mean, listen, if, uh, those leads are so valuable. Do not sell them. I don't think they sell them. I think they no. offer like half. A, oh, some try to buy them and they try to JV with like a subject too. There's I'm no telling you right that, now, no. it's a lot of them are not good guys. Your, your dead leads. They have a ton of value. If you believe it or not, I'm just telling you, um, your dead leads means at some point someone was qualified and it just winds up being a timing issue or like one of my favorite, let's talk about one of the leads we were talking about this week. We we're going over it with acquisitions, uh, went on the appointment, House is how long they, they own the house for like 45 years in the family. Oh my gosh. You know, original roof. I mean, the house, the house needs, I mean, a hundred percent rehab and you know, a house that should be selling for 40, 50,000. The realtors have convinced them what they need double that price. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's crazy. So what do you do? You have to wait them out. You got to let the market tell them. It's never going to sell retail. It's going to need an investor to buy it. And you just, now I don't call them up and go, Hey, John, I told you, you're going to, I told you you're never going to be able to sell it. Say, John, Hey, I just want to check up on you. I really enjoyed our meeting the other day. Your family's awesome. I just want to see if you need anything and see how things going and just let them talk. Your goal is to collect as much Intel as possible. You keep making that call every 30 days. That property sits on the market six months. Eventually they are going to make a decision to sell it. So one of my favorite follow-up leads are the ones where the property's qualified, mm -hmm. but they're just not ready to accept the truth of the value. Yeah. Guys, I can tell you a big portion of your leads are like that. Now, if you want to sell your leads and partner up with someone to take over your dead leads, but listen, they're going to take your leads. They're going to run them over as fast as they can. And then guess they're going to put them in their database as well. And you really technically, once you do that, you don't own those leads anymore. I want you to be confident enough to go through your leads. Guys, we didn't get in this just to be like lead generating machines. We want to get deals and flip them out of it. So I agree. I just, I think my favorite is like when you talk to a seller and they're just like, um, how much do you want? And then they want like a million dollars for it. And I'm like, okay, well, I probably am not the right person for you, but here's something really cool. We can just, I, I have plenty of realtors. We can list the property. Oh, I don't want to list it. I just want a million dollars for yeah. it though. It's like, okay, let's break this down. You want the best of both worlds. You want a nice, easy cash offer. Yeah, I don't want to pay realtor commissions, but I don't want to pay any commissions. I like, guys, I'm going to be honest with you. A big portion of the conversations start out like this. Am I yeah. right? Oh yeah. And so here's how I look at it. You guys, if you look at all oh, these people are wasting my time, this, this business is terrible. Look at it like this. You targeted a list. They called you for a reason. Yeah. How many times have you called a stranger out of the blue and told them how messed up like things are in your life? Yeah. Hey, everything's, you have no idea if that person's getting ready to lose that house to foreclosure. Yeah. You have no idea their financial situation. I look at it as like, you took the time to call me. I'm, we are going to answer it live in our company and we're going to do our best to solve the problem. And I True. always say, hey, listen, even if I can't buy your house, I'll point you in the right direction. Yeah. And they go, Hey, so instead of looking at leads, like, Oh my God, I promise you a hundred leads call you 
75 percent of them are, are going to kick your tires hard i agree but a big portion of those people are they just not ready to come to the truth of the value of their house are they stuck in their ego are they just not ready to sell i'm not ready to throw that lead away unless they say Rick, Zach, take me off your list. I never want to speak to you again. And if I see you in person, I'm going to rip you to shreds. I'm probably going to put that in the dead lead. Now, if they say you're just annoying me, I don't know, man. Buy or die. Buy or That's die. That's how I look <laughs> at it. And and by the way, when you get these calls, guys, stop getting in fights with them. Just go, hey, let's yeah, just kill them with kindness. There is nothing... Well, depends on what technique you use. If it's illegal in your state or not, I'm going to get into that. But it's like, especially on like mail, there's nothing illegal to mail someone a solicitation. There's nothing illegal. You can't. So when they say I'm calling the FBI on you oh my God. Or, or I work for the FBI. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, that's what FBI people tell you. They work for the FBI. I work for the FBI. So it's, there's nothing the FBI can do to you. It's like, it's just guys. All the time is I, so when we look at how you're going to qualify a lead, once you've qualified a lead and the house is run down or they have a financial situation, you got to just keep them in your tickler file. So I would do an extra step, find out um, in your CRM and just try to ask nicely for their birthday. What, what a great way I had, uh, I had one two years after I sent just a, all, all it was, was a text. She's like, mm -hmm. I can't believe you remember to follow up now. Yeah. I wasn't always the best when I first did this. I gave away a lot of my deals because I, and nothing ticks me off worse than watching somebody else buy one of my deals that I, they were already in my database. Yeah. Cause that means you, you drop the ball. So just now there, there is a little trick here. If you call them too much, you can really tick them off and yeah. they'll never do business with you. So you just gotta be nice enough about it. Um, we got a, uh, hold on, let's check this out right here. We got a uh, Patrick. Let's see what Patrick wants to talk. See uh, how we can help him out in wholesaling real estate. So that's what we got. Um, Patrick. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Welcome. Good. Uh, what question you got? I, I put a link on to see if anyone had a, uh, any questions we can help them out with. Okay. So I have a house that I'm ready to dispo, or so I thought I had an end buyer for. And due to that algorithm that I won't say the sickness, so to speak, uh, the end buyer is backing out. So I have till October 30th to dispo this property. Um, so I'm kind of freaking out because this is only my second deal. And my cash buyer list is very, very short. So I wanted, somebody was telling me about transactional funding. Is that a, like a factual thing? Would you recommend something like that? Or should you just say, mm. kick my own butt and keep on moving forward and find that so buyer? Let, or is there a way let, to do like an amendment? Let's, let's talk about... So your end buyer is is out of the picture. They're not they're not buying it, right? They're they're backing out because the the person, the end buyer is the one that has that sickness and because of the whole contagency thing and, and it's just it's it's throughout their household now. So they're not interested. <laughs> so Okay. Were you were you doing a uh, an assignment with them? I was, yes. Okay. Are, are they on the hook or did you put like an inspection or like, did they leave so a, a was, deposit? There was an inspection uh, and there was a deposit. Yes. Okay. So are you giving, are you keeping the deposit or are you giving it back to them? Uh, so because of the sickness, we're going to give the deposit back just because they're situated. 
So I, I get it. Like sometimes you got to be a human in this stuff. So, yeah. so how much? The question is, how much time do you have? Uh, I have till October thirtieth. Okay, so roughly what? Two weeks. Two weeks. So I have without me kind of doing underwriting stuff here. What? What do you have it under contract for? And like, what's the what's the ARV considering the? Uh, the it's basically a hotel deal. I mean. Other than the bathroom, there's some really ugly wallpaper in it that's starting to peel. It's not even like coming off completely. Okay. Um, maybe some fresh paint. The ARV is about one hundred eighty thousand. Uh -huh. The contract price was one thirty. Okay. And what do you have it under contract for? Uh, I was under contract for one seventy five. And what what was the ARV again? The ARV is one eighty. So the end buyer was going to offer 175 because they wanted to repaint the whole house and re-wallpaper the bathroom. Am I missing something here? I mean, let's let's write this down. So Airbnb is one is 180, and they're going to buy it for 175. Now he has another contract at 170. What what's your contract price, Patrick? So my contract with the with the seller is yes. the 130. Oh, okay. I okay, thought you had yeah, okay. So I, I'll give you the short answer without like dragging this on too long. You just, so do you have the ability to bring another buyer through there or have you burned that bridge? Oh no, I could bring another buyer through. Yes, absolutely. Just, so what market, like what's your general market? What state, what area? Uh, it's Northeastern Pennsylvania. So it's 90 minutes from Philadelphia and New York city. Yeah. I mean, you got a pretty good market going on there, right? Yeah. Is this like Berks County? Like what, what area? Is um it's actually Lehigh and uh Carbon County, Northampton. So it's oh, it's yeah, Lehigh nice. Valley. Okay. It's Lehigh Valley. Plenty of buyers. So first thing is um are they are they uh tenants? Are they end users in the current house? Who's living in the house right now? Uh it is a non contested divorce. So they they're separated and they're just looking to get rid of it. Okay. So <laughs> here's the first thing I, I would do. So being a little bit newer, first of all, you're, you're going to have to double down on getting cash buyers. I'm going to let Zach attack that one for you. I would nicely just be double checking in the back of your mind to get even like a, like build in the mind for a small extension with the seller. Yeah. Just because if you wait till the very end to get it, you're doomed. Yeah. Okay. I've done this. Yeah. Uh, I've done this hundreds of times, by the way. Now, uh, most people, if you've been honest and they've trust you this point, a couple weeks doesn't make that big of a difference to them. No. Unless they go, hey, I got to be out by this date. This is happening and the trucks are coming. If you know that, then you're you're stuck with the date. But I mean, we're working another deal. I, I just had to get an extension for like we, four we, more months. Whatever. Get, I, sometimes you just, you just get them. And the reality is it is your fault. It's not their fault. So, um, and you got to start prefacing and framing that conversation with them. Um, you can blame it on anyone, but I just, Hey, you know, listen, um, do you mind if, you know, we move this back this couple of weeks, I'm just moving some money around or like whatever you need to do, at least have it ready to go. Do not wait till like this, the, like two days before the contract expires. Yeah. Cause you're, you're, you're yep. going to feel the pressure and it's going to be very, very stressful. 
yeah. do that. And then Zach, what's the best way he can jump on cash buyers in his local market quickly? They got a huge, absolute massive um, real estate investors association, like an hour away. Um, I know it's the Berks County one, but I don't know how far, how far is Berks County from you? Oh, that's only about an hour. If that, that's all yeah, highway, Pennsylvania turnpike and things like go, that. Go check out. Um, I think April Crossley uh, owns the REI um, real estate investors association over there. Check her out. She's got a huge Facebook group in that area. Um, she, she kind of runs things over there. Yeah. Um, so she'd be really good on that one. You can easily find a buyer there. Um, the buyers are in there, realtors, everything like that. Next one is you go through freewholesaling.com and you just start pulling cash buyers from Facebook. Huge Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania off-market real estate, I think is the Facebook group. Go in there and just search Lehigh cash buyer and just yeah. start pulling it. Freewholesaling.com has it to do it. I want you to start emailing on Gmail every single one you can. Facebook message yeah. up to 50 a day. And you will okay. find one to just get yeah, proof you're, of funds. You're going to have to switch over yeah. and focus on the cash buyer, yeah. but take that same intensity you use to find your motivated seller and take the same attitude. And sometimes the interesting thing I found with cash buyers, whenever we're in the pinch, we make a, a shoot means acting on the phone all the time. And you just start making tons of calls. I understand cash buyers, like they take their time getting back to you and it feels a little bit frustrating. Just yeah. keep going. And then all of a sudden they're like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And then do not waste time on your vetting process. Cut straight to the chase and make sure they're real buyers. Cause you can't mix the wholesalers in there because they'll make your life a nightmare. But, um, I, I think with building in a little bit of an extension with the seller, at least framing the conversation and then just going to work on like the cash buyers with the numbers you gave me, it should work, especially in your market. I, you fought this hard. Do not give up. Like it's, I'm yep. just saying like, I always feel like I want to help the seller out as much as I can. So, um, oh, absolutely. I would, yep. I'm not telling you to stop your marketing, but make this a priority. And yes. I think if you have 30 days to wholesale a property, if you can't wholesale it in 30 days, it means you have the wrong price. End yeah. of story. Would you agree? A hundred percent. So many people fight. I go, Hey, you got the wrong price. That's the problem. I don't have time to go through and, and you know, your market better than we do. So you know it. So I would just take that attitude. And I can tell you, I found a buyer in like a couple, like a couple days. Like you'd be amazed. The stressful parts when you get to the end of the contract and you're trying yeah. to get someone done in two days, Usually yep. going to get your butt. You, you're going to get a tiny little assignment for you to make that That's happen. True. So, um, and by the way, uh, if you work with a little tip for you guys trying to find last minute cash buyers, reach out to you, the title companies you do business with. They know who all the real player yeah. cash buyers are and they won't play around. And then what you do is you send them a, like a gift card. Yeah. You got to be careful how you pay them, but some um, real yeah, I'm telling you, man, your title people are the gatekeepers. They're yeah. really good cash. Hey, this guy just bought two houses right over here. Or you ask the title company, Hey, can you give me uh, the recent cash sales? They're like, no, well, it's public information. They're like, fine. You no, know, listen, I, I dead out. I just ask them like, listen, I got a deal. Somebody backed out at the last minute. I'm willing to pass on the savings. If it's your title company. Yeah. Well, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. um, it happens. It happens to us all the time. Like it's just, yeah. We get buyers that drag on, they do this. It's just, you know, you, I think you're doing the gentleman's honor by giving them um, their back. So yeah, exactly. It, it okay. just, I, think, I think it's good karma. I think you're on the right path. Just hang in there. You, you'll get it. It's going to be a little stressful, but uh, if you get that extension, it will take the stress off and you'll have the time to do it the right way. Yeah. But 
I've wholesaled the deal in 48 hours for so, but it's, uh, yeah. it was it wasn't my second or third deal for full disclosure. Yeah. So uh, I want to get you on the right track record. So drop what you're doing and, and focus on trying to get that extension, and then just going gangbusters on the cash buyers. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Awesome. Perfect. Any more questions? No, I think that's it. I mean, I'm I'm pretty much. I've been watching you guys' content. It's awesome. I have prop stream. I have I pay for the additional with the automatic lists. Um, awesome. That's so pretty cool. I'm doing wholesaling part-time right now, ultimate goal within the next 30 days to go full-time. Um, Let's and do just, it. Just keep on trucking. Absolutely. That's just keep fun. on trucking. It's changed my life. Even part-time, oh, I yeah. mean, spent more time with my family, and, and it's just it's brought us all back together. So That's what I did, dude. I used to do 80 hours a week. When I had oh, this yes. little guy, so <laughs> I was sleeping in my office doing 90 hours a week, and now I don't even do that anymore. So it's exciting. So it gets better. Just yeah, just focus on the task you got at hand, and then every deal you do, you will learn so much more, and it just it it becomes fun. But it's yeah. uh, you're you're on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing. Oh yeah, keep it up, Patrick. All right, thank, thank you. you. Appreciate Boom. it. Yeah. Awesome, helping Patrick out. Got a lot of great questions. Tony, welcome. Sorry, late. No big deal. Rick, the man. Um, Lane asked, do we have a mentoring program? Yes, I do. It's freehostling.com. It's absolutely for free. Really? It's free. I <laughs> Guys, there's no catch here. I know I it's absolutely it. crazy. We go completely against the grain of everybody's on the internet, specifically with wholesaling. Guys, I've been doing this since 2003. There's nothing out there that is a secret anymore. And anybody who tries to tell you, if you pay me X amount of dollars, I will make you successful. Yeah. They're flat out lying to you. So here's what we get. Well, we're going to give you a lot more attention if you pay us. Okay. How many students do you have total? Did, did we just do Patrick 101 for free? Yeah. So let me get this straight. I get individual attention, but it's a group call. Or like a Zoom with a yeah. hundred people in there. Two hundred, Dad. Me. You got to be kidding me! Like, how are you going to get the attention, guys? They're scaling these coaching programs, and you're getting less interaction. You're getting watered down material. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Be careful what you're being sold, guys. I mean, like, if you want to do it, I, I'm not here to stop you. You want to give your money away, give it away. But wholesaling, like learning your ABCs, it should be for free. Okay. You want to get help down the road to scale your business? Go for it. I know. Let's go. Um, let's see who else we got. We got uh, Nick. Nick, what is up? Hey, Zach. I know. Hey, you Rick. Hey, yeah, sorry up? about it. My setting is not too great for that. It's um, okay, but, man. Yeah, I just wanted to get in touch real quick before I do some lead follow-up, try to get a couple of contracts. You know, God willing. Um, just two quick questions for you. One of them is re relating to probate and uh, pre-foreclosure. The easier one first. Okay, um, shoot. Yeah, so I, I'm looking at quite a few leads where there are vacant lots, either infill or um, out somewhere that I just have no experience with, not my market. So okay. I'm wondering if I can get these at a discount, how easy is it and, and how's the best way to go about finding a buyer? You want to start with this one? What market are you in? Uh, mo really, it's all over Texas for the lots. They're kind of in developable areas, uh, mostly Houston, Texas, and Brazos County. Okay, bro. Th this is probably the simplest one ever. So have you gone to freewholesaling.com? 
every day and you go through the land uh module uh so i've looked at it and some acquisitions guy i've been watching all for a long long time did you go through um, the entire land module not yet no go through that it'll show you exactly how to do it i'm not saying that to be short with you i'm just letting you know for everyone watching when they got they have important questions or they can't get their questions answered everything's in freeholdsling.com so i'm not saying i'm gonna answer your question don't worry but if you go to freeholdsling.com, you go to the land module, wholesaling land. What's going to happen is we're going to explain how to find land buyers. And the, the top ways to find buyers for land is to reverse engineering for the deal. This is where you find the buyer first and then you find the land. Because land is still in this weird part of wholesaling where it's way better to find the buyer first than the land. It, this is the only section that works. Am I correct? It, yes. Just like wholesaling <laughs> in 2010, as you know, it's yeah. better to find the buyer first and then the deal right now in wholesaling real estate it's advantageous to find the deal and then the buyer because you can coax uh, a buyer with your deal it lands a way different yeah, you're so, in texas man yeah you got you yeah. have to know what the land roughly sells for and you got to get an idea because you'll be it's just different it's just a raw piece of dirt so you have to know what the texas market is. is weird though because there's a lot of like oil rights. There's a lot of undevelopable land. Um, so you're in Houston. Is it Harris County? Uh, yes, but these leads are not, I don't believe. Okay. So for Houston, I got two guys for land that if you hit me up, they'll probably JV with you 50-50. They'll get it sold. They got all the buyers in mm -hmm. Houston. They got Houston on lock. I think in, there's two. Um, and I, I'll just get you connected with those people and you get it sold pretty easy. That's number one. JVing is another one. Go to PropStream. And you got to look up land cash buyers, listrei.com. Go to cash sales on, on vacant land in Houston, Tech, Harris County. There's a ton of them. Go by residential and then go by, uh, just make sure it's vacant land. And then you can, whatever you want. And then you'll see Johnson City LLC or Todd uh, Todd Smith. And that has this address. And you can true people search and cold call these people. Uh, listrei.com is a great one. Um, go on the... Uh, sold on Zillow for land and you can find the buyers or the buyer's agents. And then obviously Facebook and vacant land, Houston, and you just uh, go through land. all the Texas um, groups. Yeah. It's easy, man. Land's kind of simple because it, it's really just raw dirt. Unfortunately, you have to know what stuff trades for with some variances. You talk about infill and stuff like that. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you, Nick, and say, I know every detail about like lots of stuff. Um, for the most part, you put them under contract. You have an idea what they should sell for and understanding you're going to get some oddballs in there and you're going to have to find a way to sort through them. If if it has some unique feature that's going to cost a fortune to get it up and it doesn't, you know, it's not apples to apples. The other one, you just got to get out of those contracts. Now, the good news is much easier to get out of a contract for land than it is like traditional houses. People are used to it. Like they don't care. Like, okay, whatever. This guy didn't work out. I've had land deals where they're like, yeah, you're the 15th guy that's put it under contract yeah. with me. I'm like, oh, you're one of those. Yeah. Meaning they're hiding something for you. So like land simple, figure out what the value is in that area market. Unfortunately, you have to establish it for like each market you go into. So if you're yep. not doing it in your backyard, which sounds like you're doing a little bit of virtual, <clears throat> it's a little bit trial and error, unfortunately. But once you dial it in, that's when you can really ramp it up. So if you know a lot sell for 30 or 40 grand, and you can get them under contract for 20 to 25, you can go crazy with it. Yeah. But in the beginning, you put everything under contract for 35 and you're like, oh my God, yeah. they're selling for 30. Like I'm getting my buck kicked here. 
just make sure you got an out. Land is much easier to get out of a contract yeah. than traditional houses because they're not living in them. So they're like, they're not shocked. And by the way, when you don't buy it for that price, they're never shocked. They're like, yeah, you're the like 15th guys who's written a contract. Yes, both land cash buyers. Mm. I just, there, there's so many ways to do it. I, again, Nick, I'm sorry if I, I don't want to come off as rude or abrasive in the beginning, but everything that we talk about is through freeholesling.com. And the reason I do that is because I can't answer someone's question at 6 a.m. or at like, 2 a.m. in the morning. Um, but yeah, it's all in there. But <laughs> again, are you doing this virtually? So you're virtually doing it to Harris County? Uh, it's more like I have my VAs. I, I'm in Harris County, right? So I do that okay. primarily. My VAs ask, do you happen to have any other property you would consider an offer on? Got it. And from Got there, it. I get land wherever wherever they have it. I'll go to some uh, real estate investing association meetings there too. And JV with some people, find realtors. Yeah, the, good, the good news is once you dial in the land, it's easy. You Houston, just got to figure out which yeah. way it's moving. Houston's so fat. Like, it's, just, it's such a big, fat city. Yeah. Like, there's just so many people in Houston. Houston. I think it's like top three, top four. Yeah, you're in the right Fourth area. biggest dude. city. Like, there's so many cash buyers. If I had land. to drop in, like, one of the cities, like, the whole thing, I, I would probably wind up somewhere in Texas as one of them. I'd drive for dollars in Houston. I have a lot of long lists on there. But I, I know a lot of people are very, very successful there and just – you guys never seem to run out of deals, but I think you had, you think you had a second question. Yeah, what's your second question, Nick? I do have a second question. Now, I, I love Houston. I love the market because it's just so big, and there's always enough sellers. No. Seems like it's fun, and everyone's going to Texas too. It's Houston's great because like you don't even have to waste your Sundays watching football because I, they're so bad. You just drive for dollars. Who's the it? Texans? Yeah, well, they're they're not going to be good for a while. Yeah. So you we spend your Sunday Tulsa room to talk with our team. I know my Sundays are Complete being freed trash. up recently. Complete trash. So, it's Go great. Ahead. Sorry. I wish I could provide input. All I know is Astros and we technically won. Is that's all I really got for that. Um, <laughs> uh, outside of that, uh, the next next one is uh, in Brazos County. This is a uh, pre foreclosure lead that I door knocked. It's like the fifth one I door knocked. He's trying awesome. to sell us me now. Um, he so many doors knocks. Go ahead. Let's go. Door knocking pre foreclosures and tax liens. Okay. So brave man. He, has a loan against his house in his stepdad's name. His stepdad is deceased with no will, one heir who doesn't want anything to do with it. And, uh, you know, it never got probated. And okay. now his mom took out a home equity loan as well. Not sure why she did that. But at the current price, I can clear that. And I can probably clear the other um, stepdad's mortgage assuming that we can get a payoff statement but i'm just trying to figure out will okay. i have to put a closing date out for six months or so it's so it's still in his name the uh the 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 deed to the property correct it's actually in his mother's name but uh yeah she should be able to sign off on it did she did she quick claim it or did she how did she transfer it uh there did was a deal why he's alive uh, I, I don't know why it was in his yeah. name. They might've been both theirs. So th this is simple because you, you, you don't have to use your brain on this part of it. So take a break when you can anytime mentally in wholesaling. I would go straight to my title company. Um, if they're in driving distance, bring the file and just walk them through it. How can I do this? How can I do that? He's not the first person who passed away with a loan without a will or anyone to do yeah. it. Um, you're not going to be able to get that information, but you'd be surprised how a title company can get that information. Worst case scenario, 
you might have to hire an attorney just to push some papers around for you. But if there's enough money in the deal, if you set aside $500 for an attorney, it might be well worth it. Um, by the way, banks hate giving investors payoffs. They do yeah. not like personal people. They assume it's all fraud. I always go to a title company to get it because 95% of what they get comes from a title company. And again, Texas is slightly different with title than Florida. So of course your state's laws are going to be slightly different. Yeah. But for most of the country, it's the same. Yeah. So just go to the title company and say, listen, how can I buy this house? Like, and what do I got to do with the payoffs? And I assume, do you, do you have an idea what the payoffs are? Like you have estimates or like you have the last coupon payment or? Yeah, it should come out to around 44000 I don't have the, the mortgage statement in front of me quite yet. Yeah. But so, I, I just want to make sure I can get a contract on it before I go run through the next of the uh, rest of the hoops. So, and then it comes down to, and then with the title company is, hey, can you help me with the payoff? And if I get a signature from this person, will it legally be accepted? I got to tell you, like sometimes, Nick, I've gone and created problems myself. Sometimes the title company goes, yeah, if that person signs, you're good to go. Yeah. That's not my job to clear title. I just want to do a deal. So don't like throw out a bunch of information unless it's needed. Because if she took title of the property and they're okay with the chain of title command, then you're good to go. Worst case scenario, okay, is you have to open a probate and get it going. So in the state of Florida, for us to do it, me and Zach to do it, it cost me about $1,500. That's like internal like cost. It's like $800 in court cost. And I believe we match the attorney and they get seven or $800. That's yeah. if they don't have to go to court and do anything. Now, every state's a little bit different. Some cases are a little bit more complicated, but if I'm going to make 40 or 50 K on a deal, I could care less. Now, yeah. most attorneys will work a deal out to you. Give me a thousand and you pay the rest on the HUD. Um, if you have to do that, make sure you have a really good deal because you're putting some money at risk, but I'm willing to spend a thousand or $1,500 to make 50 grand. And if the attorney or the title company says you got an 80%, 90% probability, then I'll do it all day long. That's like playing craps with like the cheat sheet, whatever you, I guess you roulette, you knew what uh, number the uh, wheel's going to land. Yeah. On. So, and then if you're negotiating with your customer go, listen, I'll do you a favor. I'll prepay the uh i'll go ahead and pay for the probate stuff you have to cooperate with them and by the way they'll talk to the title company or the attorney and you'll find out usually within an hour if the case is even going to fly and then if you have to pay for that attorney you can write in when your condition of the contract that they just repay you on the hud that way you're technically just financing it for the seller and they're usually very happy with that i get more probate deals when people go well i just don't want to pay for the probate i'm yeah. like you guys have like $100,000 waiting for it and you don't want to pay like a $2,000 fee. How about I finance it and then I get a really good deal and then you get your money and you're good to go. And that's how I do it. But just, I always make sure the odds are in my favor when I have to prepay anything and make sure I can do it. And then if you do that probate, worst case scenario, it might take you three or four months to do it. But if the profit's there and it's ready to go, um, what's going on with the house right now? Is it vacant? Uh, he still lives there. But okay. it's been before closure for some time. He he got the auction date postponed. So it's probably going to be for next month is why I'm kind of concerned about the timeline. Uh, so you, you need to start with the title company and then work your way back. And then listen, if the what kind of profits in it have you estimated? Um, out as asking, I'm probably going to make a few thousand. I'm probably going to knock them down another 15 or so. 
Okay. I, I mean, it's always good. It's always good to estimate it, but I think you 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 probably know this already, Nick. Don't ever catch. Uh, don't ever count your eggs before they yeah. hatch. But uh, knocking them down is gonna be tough. A lot of these deals are harder, especially the pre foreclosure. Yeah, once they get in the pre foreclosure, yeah. I'm just guys. Whenever you're gonna take a calculated risk, paying an attorney or doing something, uh, going above, you make sure you got profit in it. Yeah. So a lot of these probates, just so you know, Nick, when I do it, I know I'm making forty or fifty thousand dollars. Like fifteen hundred is a good, like that's a good gamble. Yeah, that's like buying cryptocurrency, knowing it's going to go like through the roof. You guarantee <laughs> it's going through the roof. So um, and then I let the attorney and then I here's all I do is tell the attorney, what are my odds of getting this thing through? He's like 80 to 90 percent unless something really crazy comes out of the woodwork. Yeah. And I usually have him talk to the client at least once before we do it all the time. But now if I'm only making a grand or two, I'm not prepaying any of that. I'm not touching. I just work with the title company. So hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. And I'll be applying all of that starting, you know, Monday as soon as I can. I, yeah. And keep it in mind when a guys, when a probate comes up and th this happens so much, they go, well, you know, my mom, died. we had one, um, uh, my mom died 10 years ago. Oh, and listen, guys, people don't like spending money with attorneys. No. And so if I'm living in the house, what really changes? Like they don't care if the title changes, but when it comes to sell it, they're like, I, I can't, and you know, realtors like, well, you don't really own the house. Other investors like, well, you're not authorized to sign. We go, Hey, listen, you want to sell the house? It looks like you're your daughter. Was there a will? You asked some basics. And then to go, listen, if I could put you in touch with an attorney to get everything done, but I already have a preset price before I even talk about that. Yeah. And then they go, well, it costs three to $5,000 to do the probate. No, I promise you, you can negotiate a much better deal. Oh yeah. And then I write my contract that I get reimbursed even at the closing. Now, maybe it's, if I'm making a monster deal, I just eat that cost. But I'm always hedging my bets whenever I do anything. Like so many people will trip up over a couple thousand dollars to get a deal done. And there's ways um, around. Just make sure you got really hefty profits if you guys are going to take a risk with your own money. That's, mm -hmm. my yeah, that's absolutely awesome information. Um, Shark of Finish, the, actually getting the attorney for them and all that. Um, and that's kind of the value out that I have on another deal is that her spouse died. She, uh, warranty, he warranty deeded over 50% of the equity to her. Okay. And then passed without a will. So if that thing is good to transact, um, I'm already making like 20 at her asking. Yeah. So like I'm telling you, when you go to the title company, just show them the paperwork that they'll look up the stuff and ask can this person, can it transact as is so many times I put my foot in my mouth. It's not yeah. our job to do title, dude. It's either it's above board or it's not. And they're like, no, you're going to have to do a probate. And then this is where your homework comes guys. <clears throat> You'd be surprised how cheap and efficient you can get a probate done. So yeah. the retail going probate in my area is five to $7,000. I'm talking like a basic case guys. I get it done 1500 bucks all day long. All they are is pushing paperwork nine times out of 10. When you have the really complicated ones, when they have a large portfolio of other houses, uh, stocks and bonds, that's, we're not talking, that's a complete formal yeah. administration. It's a nightmare. 80% of the people die with their biggest asset being the house. And it's usually under the threshold and it can be exempted from probate. So most of the probates we do, just so you guys know, the properties get pulled out of probate. They just have to file a document yeah. to do that document is 
about a thousand bucks and most yeah. people don't know it. That's why attorneys charge you seven to 10 grand. Cause it's a great profit center for them. Definitely. Sorry, attorneys, if I'm busting you. Oh, it's no. truth. Because <laughs> I paid that fee before and I got pissed. Yeah. So hopefully that helps you out. No, yeah, I really appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I mean, that, that's pretty much all the info that I'm going to need to hopefully continue to succeed with y'all's help. Okay. Awesome. Thank okay. you so much. Appreciate it, man. Any Thank last you. questions before you uh, sign off? Uh, I don't think so. I think I'm pretty much straight. That was... um really all i needed now i will be making those calls and hopefully locking some stuff up awesome. all right good luck man okay all right get it. Thanks, appreciate it both oh. of y'all take care okay no worries awesome 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 We're helping the people out so uh let's see here let's pop this on the bottom guys guys uh want to make 100k a month direct mail mailing mastery.com so uh we got uh yosef what's up what's up how are you? Did I say that right? Oh, we got Yusuf, it. It's Yusuf. Yusuf? Yes. What's up, Zach? Right. What's up, Rick? What's up, What's up? Man? Nice you to guys, meet you. You guys are amazing. You? you guys are beautiful. Where are you? I'm in uh, Southern California. Oh, so Inland Empire, Orange, Orange County. County. Irvine or Orange County. Correct. Nice, man. Nice. Yeah. So um, I, I just got into wholesaling around two months ago. I okay. started the driving for dollars. I didn't get any. I got one, one appointment, but when I started cold calling, I started cold calling lists from List REI, PropStream. When I cold call, cold call, everyone's like, "Oh, you're the hundredth time I called you." F you. They yeah. they end the, they end the call. So I thought to myself, like around two weeks ago, I'm like, "Hey, it's very competitive in my local market." So I saw one of your guys' videos of virtual wholesaling. So I'm I'm still in the process of learning more and more about virtual wholesaling. But I want to get your guys' intake. What do you guys think? Should I stay in my local market, continue driving for dollars, or should I expand out to virtual markets where it's Maybe less competitive. I know it's competitive everywhere, but maybe even less competitive in the local markets. Okay, I'll I'll start with this. So, I tell everybody. So, are you uh, born and raised in SoCal? Correct. I'm born in New York, but raised in SoCal. Okay. So it's safe to say you know the area, you know the streets, you know the market, right? Correct. You you pretty much. So if a deal comes up, you know it's a deal like that, right? Correct. You would know. Okay. Correct. Don't stop doing it. But understanding you, you know, I'll tell you, SoCal is probably one of the more competitive places. Let's just, let's not sit here and like BS mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't mean you stop doing that. Mm. You just, you got to be more efficient in how like you see deals out. Yeah. If you just did two deals a year in SoCal, it, you'd probably, it would be great because they're kind of easy yeah. when they do come up. So Correct. I have friends that do all sorts of deals. The thing is, like, I'm in Florida, and it's it's getting a little it's a little crazy here too, but mm -hmm. I'm always going to do it because I know my market. So well, you, you've got to find unique ways to market it, and when it comes up, you strike. Now, you're not going to do six to eight deals a month starting out in SoCal. It, it's well, a, this brings out to what you do, and it, I'm not going to expose you, but uh oh, I mean, I know where my house is and where your house is. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're we're in the same zip code basically. We're at the average price of the houses in our zip codes like five, six, seven hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And the average price of the zip codes we do wholesaling deals, one to two hundred. Like we are not in where we we don't live where we wholesale, not in the zip code. Now, maybe like five, ten miles away, there's plenty of properties. So I want a lot of people understanding where you live, you don't have to wholesale, but the area in general, of course. You should know the market. Like, like if your neighbor puts yes. their house, like they're talking about selling talk to them before yeah. it goes on the market because 
honestly, you can almost the deals in your area, you can underwrite in your head, like you can make decisions. And once you understand it, go, mm -hmm. if I get a good deal, I know I can get the money. I can make it happen. I can't tell you some of the biggest deals I've ever done are just overhearing a conversation in my local market. Yeah. <clears throat> now, here's the deal. If I go, okay, well, fine, I'm going to do six or eight per month. No, you're going to have to spend like a hundred grand a month to make that work. And you're going to have a lot of stress with staffing like that. So don't ever give up on your local market. Just find efficient ways to do it. Mm -hmm. Driving for dollars is probably one of the more powerful ones because you see distressed houses, you know, something's going on. And we're talking about like reviving leads and stuff. It just takes time for these deals to come to fruition. I can't tell you how many times we buy a house. I go, my God, look at this house when we drive by it. Yeah. We've probably driven by it a hundred times and I can't believe it wasn't on the list. But there's a lot of other stuff you can do. I, This is my advice. Yeah, I, I say this advice to a lot of people, especially in SoCal. I, I like prefer the 50-50 approach. People in Miami, I, I say to everyone, I want you to find a virtual market and I want you to put 50% of your time and 50% of your money into that virtual market and then spend your other 50% of your time into your local market. I want you to do a three-month, uh, basically, experiment. Let's say you choose um, Knoxville, Tennessee. Don't do Knoxville. It's getting a little harder to do. But it's, it's still, you could do well if you do it. Spend 50% of your time. Let's say you ate eight, eight hours a day, four hours on Knoxville wholesaling, and four hours in SoCal. Within three months, you can see, wow, I got three deals in Knoxville, and I just haven't got one deal in Orange County. Yeah. I made about 10K here, not there. Spend 50% of your time in the virtual market time in your actual physical market mm -hmm. and just figure out what happens. Um, a lot of people have found, wow, my local market is just way easier or wow, virtual is way better for me. I'm a lot of people in Seattle yeah. are like that. Um, Chicago, you just got to figure it out. Stay in tune to your market, dude, because yeah, you're so, young. How bro, old are you? My local, I'm 18. Okay. So I'm just telling you, in the next 10 years, do you think you're going to come across some good deals in SoCal? It's because if you're, if you're educated and you know how to take action, mm -hmm. most people are really slow buying property. It's just the truth. So at 18, if you're groomed and primed for it, understanding you're not going to see the fruits of your labor right away. But like when you're 20, 21, you're, you're going to be, you'll do very well in your local yes. market. Now, yes. the secondary market, you have to decide, am I going to go 75 miles? Am I going to go hundred miles? Am I just going to jump over on the East coast? Mm -hmm. Um, listen, I, I'm not letting you add any secrets here other than Florida, the Southeast part of the United States is amazing. Is easy pickings, dude. And so here's the downside with virtual marketing. I'll tell you, you don't know the market. That's the downside, but mm -hmm. you know how to talk to people. You know how to do that. And that's the challenging part. Most virtual markets take two to three months to dial yourself in. Sure. Now, if you're going to do virtual marketing, do test your data. Don't go all in in one market. The beauty of virtual market, you can pick up close shop and move through another one if it doesn't work. So you can use PropStream and do some um, analytics. Mm -hmm. um, I always teach you guys the reverse thing. If you're interested in an area, get on every wholesaler's list. Sorry, wholesalers. If you guys don't vet your cash buyers, you have nothing but other wholesalers on your list. I'm telling you. So let's break that down. It's you so said. easy. You, you, I don't, you just brush that over a little. It's pretty important. If anyone, hey, a cash buyer, set me up, put yourself on the list, you'll start getting fed info. The next thing is it's your network. If you want to actually do well in Orange County, you're going in a saturated market, you're going to have to learn networking. And you're going to have to network with every single person you possibly can. A lot of young realtors that like real estate investing, things like that, 
And you're just going to have to maybe start j- JVing, daisy chaining a little. Yeah. Maybe figure out you're really good at building cash buyers. And th- listen, do you think the market's going to change within yeah. the next five years? Like, it's going to go up. It, yeah. It, it, it could, <laughs> let me tell you what. You got to get smart with your stuff, though. Like, hey, you know your median price point in Orange County. You don't want to be below that. You don't want to be above that. Yeah. So do your do your analytics, pick your market, mm-hmm. get on some list. They're very quick to get on the list. And here's how you were like, it's not rocket science. They might have 10 deals post on it. Just pull the zip codes of each one and you'll identify a pattern. Yes. And then when that's you find, yeah. how I found my virtual markets, I didn't have, why do I have to go spend all my time and money when I can just read? If a guy's or gal's having success and they're flipping properties and they're bragging about it on the internet, you remember I tell you, if you can't bury your ego, someone else is going to close you. <laughs> well, it's this the easiest bring, way. This brings it back to this. When you're doing a virtual market and you're doing your physical market, I want you to make a list of the top three wholesalers in that market. Mm-hmm. Find the top three wholesalers in Orange County. I want you to, not you. You're not a top three wholesaler <laughs> in Orange County. Well, I have a question, actually. I'm raising my hand for a Oh, question. yeah. How do you find the top wholesalers in my in my area, my local market? Um, real estate investing associations. You mm-hmm. ask around. So, hey, do, do you know who like the top wholesaler in Orange County is? You ask local wholesalers there, and they're like, oh, you know, John Smith here or Sally Sue. I want you to study these people. A lot of them are going to sell coaching programs, and they're yeah. going to brag like, mm-hmm. I just made fifty k at one two three Orange Street right here. Yeah. Okay, we set this zip code. I just made fifty k on this street that zip code. And then you figure out these zip codes are actually really good. Um, and then they start, Hey, what kind of, and then you go watch their podcast. Oh, all I do is drawing for dollars on code violation list. You start learning what their marketing strategy is and you start copying mm-hmm. them. Now let's say you want to do virtual wholesaling in Alabama. Let's find the top Alabama guy in like Selma. What is he doing? All he's doing is cold calling high equity. Do that. You just got to copy the most successful top three, get to their level, put them out of business and just do your own thing. Um, yeah, but what makes it different for the top the top wholesalers is their marketing budgets are up there. As a newbie, know, myself, they, did, they didn't start out doing they that. They didn't start out they doing just, that. They just scaled it. Of so course. if they started out sending like 500 postcards, now they're doing 50,000. I know guys in The SoCal reason why you're asking that. that is if you figure out they're making a ton of money with like 15 cold callers cold calling in um, Orange County. Okay, obviously you don't have the money to do that. You're not going to spend all this. But you know that cold calling works. So mm-hmm. we're going to start cold calling fire damage properties. Water shutoff is not a thing in Orange County right now. Uh, probably code violations, I would. Utility liens, IRS uh, liens. I'd go after the liens. I check out the video I did yesterday. I worked with Isaiah. He was in Riverside County. I showed him how to pull probates in the Inland Empire and actually how to pull IRS liens in Orange County. Actually, Isaiah's in Orange County. Mm-hmm. I showed oh, him good. actually how to pull the IRS liens in Orange County. Uh, look at the video I did yesterday. It was three hours, but you just got to find where Isaiah is like in a very, very dark room. That, that's the only way I could describe it. Like an hour or two, like skip to that and see what I did with him. Mm-hmm. He's in Orange County. I showed him how to pull the IRS liens. We pulled up this random person on PropStream. He had 14 liens and they're like $3,000 each. That's an amazing, and it was like a $250,000 house in Orange County. Amazingly to go after. You, listen, you're, you're going to have to put in more yeah. work. And so Cal, but I'm telling you, the payoff's not as instant and it's frustrating, but yeah. if you'll hang in there, your rewards will be huge. Like of it course. just because when you get a flip, you'll make like a six figure. So um I'm not overly familiar with California, but I know a lot of people 
over there. You have very different states. Beautiful, but um, the physical part of it. But uh, where's where's uh, where's Jason out of? San Fran. San Fran. You if you uh, look up uh, Jason uh, Boozy B U Z I, he's a friend of mine. It's a completely different market. Though. Not a different market, but I'm just telling you, he knows <laughs> his market so well. He only does two to three deals a year, and he nets over a million dollars. What? That's it. That's his. Yeah. That's his big game plan. And just he's very laid back. He's kind of like he's just he's just a he's a goofball. I'll tell you. But he sits back. He knows his market so well, and he mostly works with realtors. And he just moves fast. Oh, it's just like uh, Jimmy Two's out there. Jimmy uh, Tu. He does the same thing. He absolutely crushes that. He does. He actually does a lot of deals, but they're not like. They're not five thousand yeah. dollars deals. He does like hundred, two hundred thousand or a yeah. whole. Son- but he knows arbitrage very well from San Francisco. Yeah. It's a completely different market, as you know. That's starting Just to don't we, shut yeah. your market down. That's what I'm telling you because it will come back. You will get a deal that comes in front of your nose, and like if you get out of the loop, you don't know it. And if you can make a hundred k or fifty k on one deal in SoCal, and you did a lot of these other little deals, which you will do in virtual marketing. That one deal will be like doing 20, you know, 10 or 20 yeah. other deals in the other one. And I see so many people, they leave when they do it. It's personal choice for virtual market. The problem of virtual marketing, it takes time to get to know it. And that's the challenge. If you can survive it, it works. I can tell you, I've gone in so many virtual markets, man. It, it's equivalent to like uh, prospecting for goals. You, you're better off test drilling a few holes before you dump in all your time and effort. And once you find gold, then you can go, okay, we can ramp up the cold calling. We can do the direct mail. We can do SMS and you just kind of keep going and just look for average medium prices, cash transactions, and then use the other wholesalers. And I'm just telling you, it's what I do. I'm like, I'm not, I'd like to tell you, I have this brilliant like system. It's really not hard. People's egos are too big in wholesaling and I'm happy to use their information to duplicate their success. Of course. I was not going to learn that in any course too. It's just the truth. Yeah, I was in a situation where I had an appointment for a. She was she agreed she agreed on the price. It was down in the inland in the inland empire, where um if it did work out, I would have made around seventy five k profit just in a wholesale deal. I got it. I got her to agree on her price fifty percent below ARV, and as soon as I got to the appointment, I didn't make her sign any contract. This is, this is like my first month of cold calling and wholesaling. I was not very familiar with the process. She calls me back a day later. Oh, someone offered me a hundred k more than what you did. I'm like. 100k so just listen you're 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 in the learning thing about it Mm -hmm. and you got to look at this as like it's fun it's exciting and the skill sets you're going to learn over the next six months Mm -hmm. is going to pay you the next 60 years of your life (laughs) trust me i can't tell you how many when i was sitting there when and dude i didn't start till i was 33 so you're so far ahead of the game you should be like you guys should be pumped if dude what am i approaching 52 if you're under 52, you're that far ahead of the game. I'm just telling you. He Thank started you. At, at 16, 17. Uh, you're diving 18. Like you understand, if you guys are going to depend on the school system to take care of you and your family and these old antiquated ways, business is evolving every day. And in real estate, you you get into it and you learn it. Learn your local market and then complement it with the virtual market and just mm-hmm. understanding it's going to take a little bit of time on the virtual market. But once you dial it in, you can marry that market as long as you want and expand it and just, and then just pick really good deals in your backyard. Like that was a good example. It's like, so now you, 
I can tell you in SoCal, you got to move with massive speed. Would you say? Oh yeah, you, even you more. You got to get this it market because man, sellers they get pounded by so many buyers. Like if you walk out of there, someone will always. And by the way, it's always easier to offer more from the guy before you than like to be the guy who offers like yeah. the blank slate. It's like, but there's something happens once somebody writes a contract. They're like, oh well, I'll give you fifty grand more. It's like, yeah, ah, I get it all the time. So. You're on the right path, man. I would be super excited. You're spending a, a Friday night. You could be out partying, doing other stuff, or you, you still got time to do it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that's the difference. You put in the time now, man. Like, you, you are you're like 17 years ahead of where I started. So look at that. I tried the college thing. I yeah. tried this. Dude, all I got was like a job that I had to sit there and just, just get married to, and I got my butt kicked in it. I'm just telling you. Like, mm -hmm. you're already on there. So you're going to put in – I look at this as your basic training, man. Like, yeah, you're doing your 200 pushups right now. It's okay, <laughs> man. Like you, every one of them you learn from. It's your 10,000 hours and that's what you need. You got to put your 10,000 hours in talking to Get sellers. Get David Goggins in and go I with can, it, man. I can literally go to any seller right now, close a deal because I put my 10,000 10, hours in. It was probably mm -hmm. through cold calling mostly, but yeah, uh, yeah, man, you copy, copy the best and just copy what they do and then create your own from there. That, that's what I would say. Yeah, it's not the nicest thing to say, but yeah, find but out what you're doing put, right. You, yeah, you'll put your own flair on it. Nobody mm -hmm. truly, yeah. Like, we're not asking you to be Zach, Master, be Rick. No. I, I just need you to be you, and mm -hmm. just understand how to talk to people. Uh, in SoCal, don't leave it, and be super fast when something comes up because you yes. know when someone's going to come right behind you if they don't sign, and just be on top of your game, and then pick your virtual market out. And just. Have fun with it. Understand it takes a little bit of time, but like find one and just kind of go with it. And if it's not working out in 90 days in a virtual market, cut and run. Like and do not sit there because you don't want to give up another yeah. three months. So it's And uh, do me a favor, learn how to pull probates. It's going to be really hard in Orange County. Learn how to do it. Go in person. If that was the only list, let's say I go to Orange County, I can only do one list. It's probates. Yeah, and, and speed kills there. You have to be the first yes. one there. Like, and it's hard to find, get that list. And obviously they're going to be like, you, you can't get that list. You got to keep going. And here's another cool part. Code violations actually work in California. I don't know why they do. Um, Hemet's really hot right now with it. Uh, Corona's okay, but like San Bernardino really on fire with it. Um, does it rain in California anymore? It does. It was a thunderstorm last week. It was crazy. Yeah, it, Most rain I've ever seen in my life. Really? It was like for a straight two hours. Yeah. It's, it's usually hot. It's very hot outside right now, but. When it's raining, it rains heavy. Like I, not compared. To, you guys are in Florida, correct? Oh yeah, yeah. I can't compare to Florida, but in California, it rained very heavy. Like oh, we've had a very dry year, first time. No, no hurricanes. Yeah, of course. Great. So I have another question. Yeah. yeah. You say um, young young people like me starting at a at a young age maybe have a, some some sort of advantage, but I feel like when I'm young, my credibility is very low because when people look at me, they're going to think of a why would I work with this, a young man. When I could rather work with a experienced old gentleman who knows you're already losing. You are literally already losing with that mindset. Yeah. yeah. So you well, confidence. So he, here's the deal is of course. You no You have to earn your own confidence. Like there, there, there's a battle you have to talk inside your head. Mm -hmm. I had this exact conversation with him. Cause he's like, you know, well, I'm only like 17 or 18. Can I do the deal? I go, who cares? Like no, who cares? At the end of the day, crap? literally, I said it yesterday on my live. Someone says, you look, I, I've been going through, I've been told this five years straight. I probably have another five years of this mm -hmm. being told if I go meet the seller. 
you look awfully young to be buying my house. <laughs> you know how I answer it? Will my age affect the money at all used to buy your property? No. If I give you the cash to buy the house, will my age affect that at all? Money talks, Mr. Seller. I'm here to buy the property for cash. Will that will my age affect the sale of this home at all? I believe it's not. I will buy this property for cash. Me and my partners, we're ready to go. We're ready to buy it. If you're serious, I'm serious to go. And hey, as a young person, you probably don't have 500K to buy the house, but you have a partner who's a cash buyer who does. You have all the confidence in the world to buy the property. If you come in saying you and your partner have the money to buy the property cash, which is not lying, you and your cash buyer does, you should have no issue in the world buying it. Your age will not determine the money. And remember, what, what you lack in experience, you have you should have that much more energy, that more enthusiasm, excitement. You can't just run in there with like, so the old guys going with the, like the crabby attitude, people hate it. They really yeah, don't and, like, and so yeah. like, listen, uh, I used to say, you know, my partner's like the crabby one with the money. I'm the, the fun guy. I'm here to like talk to you and you play good cop, bad cop, but I've already told people <clears throat> what you lack in experience, you have to make up and enthusiasm and just going out of your way to connect with that person. Because in the end, that's what gets deals. People, honestly, in the end, they assume you got money if you're talking to them at the table and you got to get past that point. Once you have confidence, you're good to go. Once you have confidence, just like go with it. So you put your seller in their place if they ever say it. And once you put them in your place, you're like, oh, shoot, he's serious. I know. It's like the, it's real. And I'm telling you, in like a year or two, you'll, you'll literally forget about you'll it. Zach forget. forgets about it all the time. He's like, because he used to tell me like in the beginning, he's like, well, why don't you go with me on this appointment? I'm like, no, because we're going to create a monster. I'm not going on you on every one of them. You just have to have just confidence go. that they will literally, once you go in there acting like you know what you're saying, you're good to go. Um, it, it's all about mindset, but yeah. sometimes you got to put a seller in their place. But after that, you're good to go. And just and they respect it when you put them in their place. Yeah. So um, if you need help with that, just do a little bit of role playing with someone you trust and just have them of go, course. you know, you look young or something like that. And dude, take it as a compliment. It like <laughs> my wife gets like, she loves when people ID her. It's like, Oh my God. Like, do you think I look that good? Wow. You know, it's kind of like, <laughs> and you know, I always tell people I'm not, you can't start off a relationship with a lie. So, and, and, and most times in, in public people, it's not courteous to ask people's age. Would you correct? What you know when people ask you your age? I get asked my age all the time for wholesaling though. Yeah. When I started out, the problem is if you walk in like in, like you own the place, you'll be fine. My first couple deals, you walk in like you own the place, they're not going to question it. You just got to be confident in yourself and you know you have a cash buyer, you should be confident you're going to buy the property. Mm-hmm. Have a smile, walk with confidence, ask questions. That's another big thing for a seller to know that you know your stuff, ask questions and ask questions you the key here also is asking questions you know the answer to. Oh, so you're yeah. walking around. You already looked at the property appraiser. You know the roof is 15 years old. This roof looks a little old. I mean, how old is this roof? Oh, yeah. is it? What is this? Uh, is that clay? Clay roof? Because you see it's on clay. I went. We went. I used to go in appointments of like older houses in like uh, Fort Pierce. I looked at the siding. It said siding with cypress. I'll literally go. This is when I was in like 19. I'll go to the seller. He's like 60. Is this cypress siding? I knew what the answer was because yeah. the property appraiser said it was Cypress Wood. Yeah, it is Cypress. Oh, this, this kid knows his stuff. I just looked up the property appraiser, you know? Just do a little bit more homework. You, so you got to, mm-hmm. <clears throat> by that, you, if you 
anytime you know the answer to the question, you're going to win. I don't care yeah. if you're you're asking a teacher, you're dating a girl. If you know the damn question, but don't look like look like a hero. Yeah, but don't be like, oh, is this site? And then you just keep going. Was this built in 1989? Yeah, just that's pushing it. But like, me. this looks like that was this house like in the 90s yeah. or something. Like this is like sometimes going to point. This is a classic yeah. like 80s house in Port St. Louis. Like so, like a casually do it. You do it like once or twice. Once you get one or two deals on your belt, yeah. Now you have the proof, the concept. Uh, your issues are just an internal conversation because they never really. Let's face it, schools don't sit there and teach you this stuff. Nobody kind of goes, "Hey, dude, like you, you can do this." They're like, no, 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 only grown adults can. do I this. didn't learn about septic tanks until I was like nineteen years he old. St <laughs> he still doesn't know half the stuff about property. Like, <laughs> we don't know everything about property all the time when it comes up. I'm like, yeah. I have no idea. Like, yeah, I'll have to it's get just, back with you. It comes down to confidence, and once you got that, you're good to go. Yeah, you'll be fine, dude. Cool. You're so far ahead of the game. Just Thank stick you. to it. Your investment will pay off huge. Thank I'm you telling so much, you right boss. now, you're on the right path. Thank you. And by the way, Rick, I I you know live yesterday. I asked you to make a Discord. Did you get to make, did you get to make a Discord? Yeah, bro. Go to Wholesaling Houses for real. Uh, we got like sixty people in it already. Wholesaling Houses for real. Wholesaling okay. Houses for real. Facebook. Group. On the Facebook group, correct? Yeah. All right. I think I I submitted a request to join the group. All know. right. I'll okay. uh, I'll accept you on there. Yeah, no got, problem. Uh, no yeah, problem. Okay. Thanks, man. man. Appreciate it, bro. Keep it Keep going. It a lot of advice you guys are great keep at Thank it you. and Thanks, um i will i will get to the free wholesaling.com i didn't know it was actually free so knowing it's, it's free. free what it's i thought free was, what i thought was it's free wholesaling you're gonna give us a couple of lessons and then for the rest of the lessons we're gonna have to pay that, that's what i thought okay so leave them up there guys i'm telling you this is the problem with the business okay yeah i came from the that mentality honestly mm -hmm. i full disclosure i did it I got so sick of it in 2014. I just left. The, I, I go, I can't do this crap anymore. You guys are just peddling snake oil. It, it's all about the marketing and you, you're going to make a hundred thousand dollars. It's, it's easy to sit on the beach. It's all BS guys. I'm telling you right now, there's, I've been doing this since 2003. There is no more secrets in wholesaling. It's all out there. So if you're going to have people keep selling five, seven, $10,000 packages, when you give them that money, your life will be no different. I'm sorry. I and now they're you. like, well, you're going to get personal attention. Yeah, you're going to get personal mm -hmm. attention with 700 people on a Zoom. Mm -hmm. Dude, you're on with us one-on-one. -on -one. I'm not asking a dime. I've never asked a credit card. I've never asked anything. That's amazing. I said when we fired this thing back up, Zach says, what do you want to do? I go, I want to impact as many people as we humanly possibly can. And I don't want to charge anything because I want to do it completely. We make plenty of money wholesaling. Like That is my bread and butter. When you get a coach at doing, most of their money's made from flipping Coaching, students. Yeah. And it's the truth. They'll never tell you the truth. I know this because I've been to all the conferences, everything they do. And how are you going to take advice from someone who's not even overly active in the business? This business changes so quickly. A lot of the old stuff still works, but stuff changes. SMS, RVMs, cold calling, um, SEOs, you know, pay-per-click. I'm just telling you, People are, in, I get this all the time. Like, oh, I think I'm going to go in there and you're going to trick me. I'm telling you guys right now, if you're watching this video, we offer the most extensive wholesaling course. It's absolutely free. It's There's actually one upgrade in it well, at no, all. Well, here's the thing. I, it's not even about the free course. It's the number one, like it's the number one gone through course for wholesaling in the entire world. Hands Period. down. I can say there's not one wholesaling course. that's more people oh. have gone through it. I've looked at the numbers. Yeah. I know for a fact. 
Just go through it, bro. It's all in there. All right, Start I'll go through it. I have a whole Trojan horse for you. Just of go course. in there. And honestly, whatever you thought you're going to pay for a course, invest it in yourself. Of course. In developing you or marketing. But please don't give an unproven guru five, four, five, ten thousand dollars to yeah. wind up right back in my course. Because mm -hmm. I tell you right now, I've told people, I give you this challenge. If you've bought a course, compare it to freewholesaling.com. Come back on here and give me a review. I guarantee I'll blow them out of the water. I guarantee it. The content's so deep in that thing, it's disgusting. So it's for real. Spread the word. All right. Thank you, boss. You guys okay. leave great knowledge in the world, helping people thank out, you. not charging for whole coursing. You guys are amazing. Keep at it. Thank you guys so much for your advice and your time. It means a lot. Okay. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Thanks. It's free. Like, I, I don't know what else people want from me. I, well, you know what? People are so used to getting bashed in over the head, all these tricks and, Hey, I'm going to bring you in my funnel. I'm going to teach you a lesson or two. And then I'm going to ask you for $5,000 with a sales guy or gal. Guys, that is an old broken model. It's being taught by gurus to the gurus in the business. And listen, guys, you got to retire that model. It's old. It's tired. It's dated. Nobody wants it anymore. You're in a world of information. And if you can get people's attention and help them out, everybody prospers. Our goal here is to touch as many people as we can. And guys, Mike, yeah, go ahead. I, I stop paying these ridiculous fees for wholesaling it is unwarranted. And it's an old tired. This stuff they used to pitch to me when I started. I know. My goal here is when you do, if someone unfortunately does a call with a, a guru, all they have to say is freewholesaling.com. I don't want anything else. That's literally. Or why don't you do freewholesaling.com first? And if you don't like it, then you can go pay someone. How's that? Yeah, join a Zoom I'm literally trying to save you guys. Guy, I could sit here and charge. I could make a ton of money off of doing this. Guys, it's not always about money with me. I do just fine wholesaling. Trust me. I am very, very happy. I don't need, I don't need the coaching part. So they go, hey, why are you guys doing this? I'm trying to create a legacy and an impact. We are the only ones doing this this way. Am I correct? One hundred percent. We can talk free. about it forever. I I know. I, it, guys, it's free. Watch out! There's a guru. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right, let's go. Uh, last caller here, guys. We do one on one calls like for free. Like I don't know what people want from me. Uh, Christy. Is she there? Christy, hello. I see your photo. She's hey, muted. sorry. Can you hear me? There you go. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we can my hear. Bad. you. Yeah, I'm having issues with the webcam since I've gotten this or had this computer. That's okay. Um, deal. So uh, I literally have a cluster type deal on my hands that would potentially be the first one. And I have no idea how to put this together uh, because it involves vacant land, uh, residential. And then there's a, another lot right behind it that has a, a, a house his granddad built um, on some property. And it's also got a tenant that has the renter's right of refusal in place. So uh, I was thinking, okay, my first deal is going to be a little bit more simple than this, but yeah, I need advice or help or JV or <laughs> anything I can take. Okay. So tell us where you're at in the, in the deal. Like, is, is it under contract or are you... In, no. Uh, so I called the gentleman today. Uh, he said a lot of people have been trying to get in touch with him. And uh -huh. he said he's been, he hadn't tried to talk to anybody else. So he elaborated with me. Um, so this would be 
I know I still have to ask more questions, but with this being so many things to try and learn really fast to know the right questions to ask, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. So <laughs> let me ask you how, um, how long, how long have you started this journey and you know, have, have you done any training? Have you gone through free wholesaling.com or you used anybody else's course? So I'm in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas, and uh, I've been studying hard and heavy through y'all's channels, a few others for maybe two weeks now where okay. I've only had okay. maybe four hours of sleep each night. Oh boy. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm in it deep. So so this, this property is, it's a piece of vacant land. What mm -hmm. else? Uh, there is another lot behind it with a rental property sitting on it that was built okay. in 1924. Okay. Um, he gave me details on it, said that the tenant uh, has been keeping up the property and updates and, okay. and she's been there for like eight to 10 years. The okay. vacant lot is, uh, let's see. Oh, I'm sorry. The house is like, 1,346 square foot, three bedroom, one bath. And then okay. the lot, he said, was like 50 by 50. Um, okay. Did did, you, did he give you, uh, did you get to any numbers or his like no. reason for possibly selling? Oh, yeah. So he said that he's 73 and him and his wife want to retire. And he wants uh, this offered as a package deal. And apparently he hasn't really gotten the right price yet. Okay. Has he told you what the right price is? He said that he did get an offer that was around 205000 in a postcard. Okay. But he said that uh, he didn't even pay attention to it and he threw it away. So, yeah, so but that's I the only price he mentioned. Yeah. So I can't help you with values on there. <laughs> and yeah. No, the va valuation I can handle is it's, all this, all these other factors in it at once. Like I have no idea what questions to ask. Okay. So everything. first thing, um, I'm Christy, right? Yes, sir. Just take a, take a deep breath. You're only two weeks <laughs> into it. So like, it's not, honestly, if you don't do a deal with this guy, the idea is you make progress and move forward. Right. Not every, I, the reality is not every deal works out. Actually, most deals don't work out. That's just safe to say. So, yeah. um, the hardest part is getting past some of your internal fears on like talk to be honest with you. If you really look at it now, unfortunately I've been doing this a long time. So I can, you're only dealing with, you're dealing with a house, an older house yeah. and a piece of vacant land. It's just two parts. You just need to price them out like that. And you have to have some common sense in the number. If he's asking 200 and the thing's comping out at a hundred, you know, beware of, what's going on here because I don't like when people use, if I get the right price or like, I, I was terrible at the price is right. Like whenever I used to hear that, I'm just like, you're still bad at the it. The odds of motivation are usually slim to none. Now he's older and he needs to retire. Right. So there might be opportunity, but it doesn't mean he's going to give you a good price. Um, what I would do is just, I would go through your basic comping. It's, yeah. it's too easy to comp a property today. Like it's, you have more tools available to you now. Yeah. You don't have to pay a dime. You can just do internet search. You've got to get an idea of the value and see if he's way off the mark or not. I have no idea. I, have right. you, you know what values go in your, is it in your yeah, area? I tried looking up the vacant 
uh, lots. Uh, yeah. I think even up to a mile out and couldn't really gauge anything. There was not, I don't think so there was it, Is it connected to the, uh, the other piece of property with the rental on it? Uh, technically, but there's like a fence separating it. Okay. He said. So a lot of people, um, I would probably try to sell that whole package deal together because people like to buy a house and they yeah. love everybody wants the option to buy the piece of property next door. Yeah. And that's how he part, wants the deal. Yeah. The other part of it, he said the tenant has the option to buy it. The tenant will never buy it. If they haven't bought it by now, they're never going to buy it. <laughs> I'm just, is that what that, uh, writer refusal is for? Like they can. So, um, just, yeah, Hey, here, tenant, it's $200,000. You want to buy it and get them out of the way. Like they're, they're never going to buy it. Like it's, it's not like I always tell them like, why don't you present it to the tenant? And if they don't buy it, then I would be happy to follow up with you. Like mm -hmm. you got to get, he sounds like he has to go through a few more stages here. Now, some of these, um, landlord owners like this, sometimes they have unrealistic values, what they think the number is. Okay. I don't want you wasting your time with them. If, if it's valued at a hundred and he's asking 200, you're so far off the mark. I don't want you to spend energy. And I right. wouldn't advise you to go see them unless you can get past that. So identify the valuation and here's, I'm going to get, so freewholesaling.com has almost everything you need, but here's, if you already know the value. So if you, if it's a hundred thousand and you already know it's worth a hundred thousand and you ask them what it's worth and you know the answer, this is where it's fun. Yeah. So here's when he goes, when you say it's a hundred he goes, well, it's 205 and just say, Hey, John, whatever his name is. How did you come up with that number and just shut your mouth and see, like, watch what comes out of his mouth because that's going to tell you what his motivation is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I don't want you getting in your car, wasting time with people. Like I used to do this all the time in the beginning, like, and you got to make sure you're dealing with the seller. You got somebody of sound mind. Um, cause I, I just like this in this world, you still don't go out and just go see people for no reason. So yeah. find what the comp is on it. There's plenty of resources out there. Um, use your prop stream account, Zillow, whatever you got to do and see if he's even in the ballpark. And you'd be well, surprised. He might not be in it. I did uh, evaluate the house and it it's uh ARV is between like 160 and 166 ish. Yeah. And then you just got to figure out what the lot's worth, right? Exactly. And that's my problem. Yeah. So he, so he basically <laughs> wants retail. Like yeah. you don't even have to do a lot of like, I mean, Christy, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be very disheartening. <laughs> You're not going to learn all of wholesaling real estate in two weeks. No, yeah. no, no. I, I, I knew that. I just yeah. uh, it took me solid two years. But you will learn. It. You will learn through the <laughs> process of doing this. And what I'm teaching you, you is still make 100k a year your yeah, first yeah. year. Like that's Phil, easy. You just right. learn to qualify them. So if you go to freewholesaling.com um, and learn about like the qualifications, that's the main part of it. Like once you do a few of them, you start to like you get in a rhythm. And so like if the guy, so if it just has the four pillars, right? Motivation, yeah. condition, time frame, price. So if it's coming at 165 and like, he's at like, okay, I'll take 130. Like, okay, we can, we can continue this conversation. But yeah. when they come in, like double the number, like I, I just don't spend a lot of energy. I'm like, how did you come up with that number? And it's, you know what the reality is? He's probably says, I need this amount of money so I can retire to take care of my wife. Hey, listen, yeah. I get it but we have to see what the house can afford. I got to bring you back to the asset. And it's like, so just start out with some basic questions like that and just kind of have fun with it. He, I, I, I personally feel like he thinks it's worth a million bucks. 
And if you'll pay it, but the problem is you've got to turn around and sell it to someone. And if there's no money on the table, move on to find something else that has money. And now you know what an kind of an unmotivated seller looks like. Right. Yeah. And, pl and plus, I mean, I'm starting to realize this whole renter's right of refusal. If they're not wanting to move, the new buyer won't be able to collect, you know, even more rent either. So. Yeah, but that's, uh, you know, that, that just comes down to, so whenever you buy a rental property, you want to get a copy of the lease. Don't listen to what they tell you, get a copy of the lease or just go, listen, can you just give me the highlights? What mm -hmm. I like to hear is it's month to month mm -hmm. and you know, hopefully if they've paid every month, they're usually keeping it up. The reality is a lot of them, they're not paying their rent. The, the renter's difficult and they're trying to sell you with the renter in there. I'll do that, but there's a price for that. So yeah, it's, yeah. remember, it you're did. just buying the terms of what's in there. The only ones I cannot buy is when somebody has a, um, uh, like a life estate, they're rare. Yeah. yeah. Reverse like, mortgages, reverse like mortgages that. and stuff like that. But it's, yeah. See, the odd thing on this one is uh, he, he said that the tenant that's living there has been renting between eight to 10 years and that she's been keeping up with updating the house, like upgrading the electrical. Like he, he named off a lot of stuff. Yeah. And then to touch back on the price point, you know, he I asked several different questions to lead to, you know, what would you think it's worth? And he was like, yeah, I, I really don't know because he hasn't tried to get an offer for both properties together. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, you know what? You could spend time on the phone. I wouldn't go and visit it because it, it, it sounds like this. God only knows what kind of agreement he has with this tenant. He, they, yeah. they might have to have a, like a real option and you're literally wasting your time. Okay. Because listen, how many times have you put money in a property? You think you're just, if you were renting the property, you wouldn't be upgrading the electrical system without true. You had some sort of agreement to buy the property. So, and you could run in the fact where they might want to rip it all out when they're said and done. I, I think he has some sort of underlying agreement with them. And I would just, I wouldn't spend a lot of energy on this. I'm just, okay. So, no, I, I would, I would dive a little deeper in it, see if they can give you a better price. How but, much are they paying in rent? Do you know? Uh, I didn't, I didn't think to ask that question. He yeah, was so trying so to rent's but, the most important piece yeah. of your well, equation because I had, I had interrupted his evening. He was trying to leave uh, with a neighbor to go eat. And yeah. uh, Southern hospitality, you, you don't take a man away from their food. So I, I get the yeah. <laughs> same way here. I, I pulled as much so, info as I could out of him. So how'd you get up? Were you cold calling him? Uh, yeah. So um, I had been working on a list last night until like three in the morning, uh, doing code violations. <laughs> been there, been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> so this one had tall grass on the vacant lot, and I just called him up since it was getting close to five and I was like, Oh shit, you know, yeah. uh, this could so be the first one. And I don't know Jack. <laughs> yeah. So crazy. The good news is you're actually <laughs> taking action. You're pulling lists. You're following the advice. You're making cold calls and you're only two weeks into it. You're fine. Like breathe. I'm <laughs> telling you, you're, you're, you're well on your path. Cause it's, this isn't overnight, but it happens. It can happen like pretty quickly. So yeah. Talk to him, find out what the rents are, ask a few more questions, see where you go. Most rental properties, there's two ways to comp them. One is traditional comps. They look around, but like, look at the rent. If someone's only paying $800 a month and somebody wants 200,000 for the property, it mathematically, it doesn't even make sense. Yeah. Okay. Like, so like a rule of thumb is if they were paying for that house to be worth like 200 grand, the renter should be paying around two grand a month. That's just like basic investing rules type of deal. Like if it's discount a little bit more, yeah, they've been here eight, 10 years. I didn't want to raise it, but 
if they're paying seven or eight hundred and he's wanting like a much bigger number, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you just raise the rents then? Agreed. Right. So, yeah. Um, look at the rent. It's going to tell you a lot. Eight to ten years. You got high <laughs> grass and stuff like that. The, the renter might just. I I got a feeling they got like a verbal agreement with the uh, landlord. This guy looks a little. Uh, sounds a little. Yeah, he I see this all the time in the older landlords. A little yeah. slippery, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I would just go um, do some due diligence on it and just keep going to more leads. That'd be my. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but you're on the right path. Keep pulling lists. Keep doing what you're doing and just learn from it. And never ever, if you're brave enough to do the cold calling, which God bless you, because I'm not. I'm not a cold caller. He's the cold caller. Driving expert. for dollars is way better in Dallas, though. Yeah, but my wheel hub assembly is going out on my truck and I got to replace the axle. So I hadn't been trying to drive. I've been focusing on this instead of fixing my truck. (laughs) I get it. Yeah, you can do the cold calling. You're fine. Just work them on the phone, ask a few more questions. And if the motivation is not there, you you can't force these deals to work, especially in wholesaling. Right. Okay. Well, I appreciate the advice. I I can keep going and and use the free wholesaling.com and go through each of the modules. But Focus on like the qualifying. Obviously, you figured out the list part and just keep doing what you're doing and uh, you'll be amazed at what you're going to accomplish. All right. Well, I appreciate y'all. Okay. We appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Uh, Oh, how do I get this on? You're getting too much. uh, You're getting too much screen time. (laughs) No, just kidding. Um, All right, guys. I appreciate it. We got gems. We got thank you for everyone. Um, What's up, guys? So I appreciate guys to revive your dead leads. Go out there, start talking to your sellers and get it going, guys. I really appreciate it. This is Zach in signing out. Guys, go to freewholesaling.com. That is where everything's at. It's an absolute free course. There's no gimmicks, nothing. Just try and teach it for free. Um, Go there. Yeah, guys. And it's Rick in. I hope you guys got value out of it. Uh, do me a favor. Give a thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed to the channel. And do me a favor too. What's that? Guys, like the video right now. Just do me a favor. I'm watching. Just like this video right now. Every time you like this video, a guru sheds another tear. Yeah. So while you're signing out, I'm going to be looking at the like like thing. I I see we're at almost 40 on this. Guys, I, I want to see it hopefully at 60. Please, guys, get any value. That's all I'm asking. Please like this video. We're trying to put these gurus out of business. We're trying to change the way wholesaling is done forever and trying to help everyone have equal opportunity to learn wholesaling real estate. And guys, we're going to be on here. Well, I'm going to be on Monday, right? Yeah. He's He's going to let me do the mic all by myself. Oh my gosh. He's getting his own show. We might call it Unfiltered Rick. Yeah. We got the Rick Ginn uh, show on Mondays uh, at five now. What about Rick's rant? No, we won't do that. Listen, I just I want to help as many people out. So the questions, and- yeah. And what we're gonna do is we're going to give you him an exclusive StreamYard link, and so we're gonna show you how to pop people up. And he's just gonna you're gonna be talking to people, answering questions, and talking about things. So yeah, be excited. Prepared. We'll have fun with it though. I, the whole goal is to help as many people out as we can. So let's do it. I appreciate you guys. Have an awesome weekend. Go and, get uh, some deals and keep it up. One one like a day keeps the guru away. Have a great one, guys. See you guys.